Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe back at it again. Here we are. Now we're going to talk about this upcoming game against the Cardinals. So much to talk about, so many things to cover. You know what I'm saying? Sam Darnold's out. Oh, man, this team's in a lot of trouble. We're still looking for our first win. I mean, there's there's issues aplenty. <laughs> issues aplenty. So, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I'm pretty fired up. So uh, <laughs> listen, first things first, you got Sam Darnold. He's going to be out. He's dealing with a shoulder issue, uh, which is huge. Now you got Joe Flacco starting. Man, we're going to see how this, you know, how, how this situation turns out offensively. We're going to see if things, you know, improve, if they change. We've already seen, you know, report or not even reports, but an interview done you know Adam Gaze is saying hey he's not going to change up any of the play calls at all offensively so we we know that that's going to be the same <laughs> we know that you know Adam Gaze is going to be Adam Gaze you know what I'm saying but we're going to see how Joe Flacco slings it around we know that Joe isn't necessarily the most mobile as well especially when you look at the issues that we have at our uh, our, our offensive line position too because Beckton looks like he's going to be out with that shoulder issue um, I'm hoping that they sit him out he's doubtful so I don't want to see him put out there on the field because that issue with his shoulder could get even worse. It could get aggravated and really get bad. Uh, so when you look at the situation there, you know, Flacco's probably going to be under a lot of pressure. This Cardinals team has guys that can get after it. This Cardinals team, you know, has guys that are high motor, high speed defensively. Um, so I'm looking to see how Joe Flacco is protected in this game. You know, will Adam Gaze kind of dial things up? Will he finally make adjustment if another team makes an adjustment to what he's coming out there doing offensively? Um, looks like Le'Veon Bell is going to be back in this game as well. Uh, he looks like he's going to be activated. I want to see if Adam Gaze is going to utilize him effectively in this football game. If he is, you know, utilized, if he is, you know, cleared and ready to go and actually playing in this game, because Mims isn't, it looks like Mims is going to take another uh, week to, you know, see where he's at. So he's not going to be playing, but, uh, you know, if, if Le'Veon is out there, I need to see Le'Veon, you know, be utilized. I need to see plays being ran to get the ball in Le'Veon's hands. I mean, it's just, it's tough to continue to talk about how we have this, you know, all world talent Le'Veon Bell, but we can't, you know, find a way to get him the football. It's just completely ridiculous. Uh, And then you go to the wide receiver position. We know that Perryman's injured. Uh, He's looking doubtful like he's not going to play. And Hogan is also dealing with the injury as well. So we're looking at guys like Crowder, uh, Jeff Smith, you know, some of these guys that kind of step up in the wide receiver position and see what we can get out of them too. Um, you know, so there's issues offensively, defensively. You look at how we're matched up with the Cardinals, man. Listen, the Cardinals are coming out and they're serious business. All right. They got Hopkins. They got Larry Fitzgerald. They got a Christian Kirk as well. I mean, these guys get after it. Kenyon Drake is a guy that can come out the backfield, catch the football. You know, he's got, he's got a set of hands on him. He's also a runner. You know what I'm saying? He, you can hand the ball off to him. He can take off and go. And again, Kyle and Murray, you know, being the type of quarterback that he is very mobile guy, he can get after it too. So, there's a lot of questions, man. There's a lot of questions going into this game. Uh, you know, 
it's going to be a tough one for the Jets. But I'm going to I'm going to get to the callers for all of you that are watching. Uh, you know, whether you watch me from listening to me through Blog Talk or whatever. Also live stream during the game as well. So we're going to get to the callers first. But there's some guys in the chat too. My chat guys, we're definitely going to come. You know, to the chat as well because they they like to you know get their two cents in. So I'm going to go to the callers first though. Seven three two seven three two. I'm coming to you. I want to get your thoughts about this game. You know what I'm saying with the Jets and the Cardinals, and and tell me how you feel. Hey Joe, what's up? This is uh, Brandon J. I've been messaging you. Yo, what's going on, Brandon? How you doing today? Doing good. I've been following you since you've had like 200 subscribers. I'm glad I could probably call in. I've been busy, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. First off, I want to thank you, uh, you know, for watching my content and subscribing. Uh, Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to do my thing, get my content out there, but. You know, so thank you again uh, for all your support as well. But, man, let's get into this Cardinals game because I, I want to talk to you. Again, I want to thank you for calling in. I'm going to start at the top, man. What are your thoughts about this situation, you know, with the team as being as heavily penalized as they have? Do you think that stops this week? The main thing I'm worried about is the cornerbacks, like you mentioned in mm. your previous video. I'm worried mm. that we're going to get a lot of appearance calls uh, period this year with Hopkins or Fitzgerald. Either way, it looks like it's going to be a bad situation. Um, do you know if Bless Austin's going to be in the game, or is he out? He's questionable. Um, from what I, from you know what people are saying, he's kind of upticking that he will play. But even if he does, like you said as well, I'm concerned too uh, because we're wondering how much that injury is going to affect his play. Because again, and it was a great part, point that you brought up was that hey, <laughs> these guys are coming in with serious business wide receivers. Like we talked about, Hopkins, um, you know, uh, the other wide receiver they have as well, Larry Fitzgerald, Kirk. These guys can get after it, man, especially, you know, you trying to cover these guys, you know, with our secondary having the issues that we've had. Pierre Desir being targeted, of course they're going to go after him. I mean, <laughs> that would be any team's, you know, first idea was, hey, we need to attack this guy who's trash. <laughs> you know what I'm like, we need to attack this guy that's trash, and we need to see what happens. So, I see your point there, and I could see some penalties coming from there. But we also got to watch how we deal with Kyler Murray, too. And that's going to be my next question for you is, man, how concerned are you about the mobility of Kyler Murray and how he can, how he can extend plays? Because we've seen that burn us with other quarterbacks as well early uh, that can, can move as well, right? Yeah, I think Kyler Murray's going to be a pretty big threat on his feet, too. I mean, I don't think we've had that many sacks so far this season, correct? I don't think so. Yeah. Even with a Quinn and Wilson. Yeah. Never had that many. Um, again, mm-hmm. I'm, I miss Jamal Adams. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, we got, like, a good conversation for him. But <laughs> I have to be honest. Like, he did help with the pressure. That's, like, and his leadership, too. But I just feel like ever since he's gone, like, the pressure hasn't been the same. I, like, I never hear about Henry Anderson no more. Um, McClendon yeah. is, like, he's a good leader, but nothing statistically good about him either and he's old yeah like yeah him. yeah I'm just really honest. i don't know we have yeah you know it, it, Go on. yeah it, it, it it's understandable it's understandable i know a lot of people want to talk about jamal adams and things like that and you know him you know us missing him defensively but i think it's it's just more about our defense not executing well not not making the tackles that need to be made because there were games when uh, Jamal was playing. I remember that Miami game. I remember that Bengals game. There were games that we lost. He was out there, and you know he was kind of. There were some issues still defensively out there. Um, but yeah, the there big question for me in this game. 
There's like two or three yeah, games yeah, last I, year where like that didn't affect anything. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. With and for me, yeah, and for me, you look at this situation in this game, and the first thing that I start thinking about as well when we talk about our offense kind of switching the mode away from the defense is you got Sam Darnold out, man. I mean, do you think that Joe Flacco is really going to step up and be able to carry the weight offensively here for us? And what are your expectations out of him? I feel like he'll do a pretty good job, but I'm worried that he actually may get hurt. I'm being serious. He may wow. get hurt. He's not fast. Um, he's like one mm-hmm. of the only quarterbacks that doesn't have a decent mobility. So I'm worried that like, he might be discomforted or get like, an injury even. As far as his throwing accuracy, I respect mm-hmm. him, man. I think he's actually one of our better backups in recent years, like since McCown. Um, mm. So I, actually, I am actually intrigued to see how he performs. I'm just praying he doesn't get hurt, and then we have to, like, result to James Morgan or anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I hear you there, man. I, I'm, you know, I'm just – I'm really looking to see how it happens because, you know – Everyone's making this call. Some people are kind of off the Sam train. Of course, there's a lot of people attacking Sam Darnold and trying to blame him for everything that's going on offensively. Uh, you know, the various platforms. I'm not going to bring up, you know, the names. <laughs> but we've yeah, seen yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, with, with Joe Flacco in there, I just want to see if there's an adjustment in, in play calling. You know, can, can you see what the Cardinals are going to come out in and make the change? Once they adjust to you, can you make sure that you make the adjustment as well? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know if Gaze can do that, um, especially with the issues, you know, that we have with some guys being out. He just doesn't adjust very well to things. And that leads me to my next concern. I want to get your thoughts on this is how concerned are you about Gaze getting out coached by Kingsbury? I think it's possible. I mean, we look at obviously Adam Gaze's track record and hasn't proven to be good at all. Uh, I'm not a fan of him either, unfortunately. Ever since we hired him, I, I've been hoping that, like, he could prove us wrong because, like, he has, like, a pretty bad reputation. But, yeah, yeah. he's, like, terrible at adjustments and stuff. Um, Kingsbury has potential, though. I, when we were hiring coaches, I was actually leaning towards him uh, over some other ones. It was, like, him over McCarthy. But as far as him being outcoached, I think it is fairly possible. Um, again, he has, he obviously has more weapons. And if I remember correctly, too, Adam Gates doesn't let the quarterback um, make audible. He doesn't let remember Sam that? audible. That was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That was ridiculous. That's just, you know. <laughs> it's it's computer. Man. Oh. My goodness, man. So so with all that said, man, again, I want to thank you for calling in. What is your final score for this Jets game against the Cardinals? My final score prediction will probably have to be brutally honest. I'm going to say mm-hmm. like 31 to 20, more or less. It's going to be over two Ooh. scores. I, think, I don't think it's going to be okay. a blowout, though. But like 31 to 20. I hope I'm wrong. I 31 hope to 20. Yeah. But I think it's going to be like 31 and 20, more or less. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, again, man, I want to thank you for calling in, man. And next, listen, next time I stream, I want to hear from you. Of course. Yeah. I'll be back. Thank you for uh, taking awesome. my call. Absolutely, man. You have a good night. You too. Take care. Man, what a call. Um, you know, a lot of fans are on the fence. They're very skeptical. 
you look at this situation with the Jets right now, we're in quite a bit of trouble. Um, you know, this Cardinals team is – they get after it, and they, they attack. They absolutely attack, and they've got a lot of weapons offensively as well to put up points on us. So we've got to be very careful about the way that we play football against them. We cannot come out and be heavily penalized. You give 100 yards to the Cardinals, it's done. <laughs> it's a done deal. You give 100 yards and penalties to the Cardinals, we're finished. But, listen, now we're going to change the mode a little bit. Um, you know, we talk about the Jets. We talk about all these things. But we also talk about the fight against breast cancer as well. I'm involved in the Suji Komen Foundation uh, this year. I partner with them to bring the fight to breast cancer. Anyone that wants to donate to my fundraiser page is plastered across all of my social medias. And so we're going to have a uh, person that's going to come on and talk to us about uh, breast cancer and their you know interactions with it. Mr. Keith Rogers is going to come on and share his story with us about um, breast cancer and about you know his experiences with it. So we're going to have him on the show in just a second. Hello, Mr. Rogers. Uh, welcome to the Long Beach yeah. Show. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be yeah. here. Awesome, awesome. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. And again, thank you for calling in. So what, what we're going to do here is we're just going to talk about, you know, just your experiences here. And so my first question for you is, can you tell us how it affected you to receive the news of your wife being diagnosed uh, with? Uh, my first reaction, I guess, was a shock. Uh I guess uh, a little, uh, you know, just a little saddened, of course, because I know, I, I know, you know, as far as like what's 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 it going to entail in terms of what she's going to have to go through to get her, you know, to get her mind right to do what she needs to do to get her health uh, to where it needs to be. So I was initially I was shocked, but I was also, you know, happy that you know that we was able to get you know kind of catch her early. Yeah, it, that, and that's extremely important, uh, you know, that early detection and catching it early. But what are some of the adjustments that you had to make as well to kind of help your wife, you know, along through this process? Well, I mean, my I, I had to, you know, take off from work, of course, because when she started, uh, uh, you know, having treat. Well, actually, I'm sorry, but even before she started going and having treatments, I mean, when she was going, you know, going and having doctor's appointments, and you know, when the doctors were telling her all this one until in terms of having surgery and the rehab and all, you know, chemo, all that, that of course had, I had to get some understanding from my job to know, let them know that I was going to have to take off time from work. But, uh, thankful. I'm very grateful for, um, you know, where I worked at the time that they were very understanding and they took anytime I needed, uh, you know, to need to take off whether you know, take my wife to a doctor's appointment or go to the hospital, you know, when she had surgery or anything that was related to as far as, you know, uh, you know, chemo treatments and anything they were very understanding, and that's what I needed at that time in terms of, you know, making an adjustment as far as having to help my wife through this situation. But there was my, my you know, my job was very understanding, and, I, and to this day I'm appreciative of that. So, uh, you know, I yeah. was wanted to be there, you know, as far as just any any appointment that she had or any, you know, any doctor's appointments or anything. I just wanted to be there because I just wanted to show my, you know, my support because and, and, she needed that. And I think that was very important yeah. that, I, that I be there. Yeah. Yeah, that is extremely important. But can you also kind of break down how important it is to have early detection as well, you know, for people that are dealing with uh, breast cancer? Well, you just, you just got to know your body. 
And I mean, if you know, my my thing is she's you know she was feeling you know something you know on her breast that that, that just wasn't right. And she you know at first she she at first she didn't she kind of like she almost kind of brushed it off. But then at some point she said, you know what, I need to go get this checked out because I'm not it, it doesn't you know it's not dealing with what's going on in my body. So she went and checked it out, and sure enough, she found out that you know that she that she had breast cancer. But uh, yeah. again, the good thing is that you know she didn't she didn't tarry or didn't wait. As soon as she found out, she's like, okay, what do I need to do to you know get this taken care of? Whatever. It wasn't no hesitation. Wasn't no okay, I'll do it later. None of that. As soon as she found out, she's like, okay, what do I need to do to get this you know get this out of my body, and you know and 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 move on with my life or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and again, everyone listening, we're speaking with Mr. Keith Rogers. He's a representative for the Susie G. Coleman Foundation. He's come on and sharing uh, his experiences with his wife uh, dealing with breast cancer. And again, I want to thank you, Mr. Rogers, for coming on and sharing your experience with us. And can you explain how the Susie G. Coleman Foundation impacts the community? Um, well, I know they uh, they used to have uh, research and 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 have research, you know, as far as like uh, breast cancer research, and they also used to have uh, uh, yeah. walks where I was I would like to be, you know, as far as like uh, 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 marathon walks and things of that order. So they where they would raise money for research for breast cancer, or whatever. So I, I was very intrigued. I was very excited to be involved. Every time they used to have the, the you know the little uh, marathon walks, whatever, I was the first one to sign up and be involved in that because I thought I thought it was very important. Again, I want to be supportive of that, not just for my wife, but yeah. for anybody else that's going through it as well. I want to be you know, one of the ones that just want to just really stand behind that because, you know, it, it impacts my wife, but also impacts everybody else. So I just want to be, you know, a representative of that. Yeah, absolutely. How can our listeners get involved with the Susie G. Coleman Foundation? How can they donate? Um, you can go to SusieGComen.com uh, to donate. Uh, you know, website, is, I think, is very you know, accessible for you to uh, donate money, whatever, and they'll uh, you can make the contributions there, I believe, at SusieGComen.com. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now, before I let you go, uh, Mr. Rogers, your wife also, she's a singer, too. She's got, I've heard about her singing the national anthem. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because uh, that, that's very <laughs> exciting to hear about. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, my research is heavy now, Mr. Rogers. My yeah, research I, is heavy. I, I see, I see that. A lot very of good, things. very good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> by chance, uh, I think uh, that uh, they had auditions, I guess, for uh, – they, the Chargers reached out to her because uh, uh, I think the the owner of the Chargers, uh, the owner of the Chargers, uh, his wife, she's a breast cancer survivor as well. So uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think uh, she saw uh, Tasha singing at some shows and other events, or whatever. And they reached out to her to ask her if she would be uh, interested in singing the national anthem. And of course, you know, my wife's not going to turn down opportunity. You know, something that's you know that that's big. You know, that's big for like like that. And she's been doing it for four years running. So uh, I and I and I, of course I enjoy you know going with her and supporting her or whatever. So I definitely go and she she knocks it out the park every time and they, and they keep calling her back every year. Mm. Mm. That's that's beautiful to hear. I'm so great. She's out there doing her thing and I'm uh, congratulations to her because that that is, is she you know she's dealt with the a situation came through it. She's a fighter and uh, you know now she's singing and we're hearing her on our national anthem. I know we're going to hear her. Uh, this year as well, even though, you know, people aren't necessarily allowed in the stadium, so various things is going on, you know, around the world. But, uh, you know, I she, you know, also also had a little talk with her. She's going to have that, you know, recorded. So they're still going to hear her this year. So what a beautiful voice exactly. and a great story. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of her. You know, she's a six-year survivor, and uh, she hasn't missed mm-hmm. a beat. She's, you know, she's very, you know, she's, <laughs> she dabbles in everything, and uh, I, I can't keep up with her. So <laughs> she's, she, she, she's, she's my she-ro. That's what I'm talking about So again, Mr. Rogers, I want to thank you For coming on and sharing your story uh, You know, about your your wife's Breast cancer, and I want you to have a good night As well. Thank you for having me on I appreciate you having me on your show, and you have a good night As well, sir Okay, you have a good one What a story What a story from Mr. Rogers, who's able to call in Again, everyone listening no matter where you're listening uh, to me from, um, I'm a big supporter of the Suzy G. Coleman Foundation, big supporter of the fight against breast cancer. I have breast cancer in my family as well. Um, so we're fighting. We're definitely going to bring the fight to it. I'll partner with the Suzy G. Coleman Foundation this year. Again, it's, you know, my fundraiser link is plastered all across my social media pages. It's also all, all over all of my content as well. So if you can, please you know, donate if you can, no matter what it is that you give. No donation, big or small. Every single donation is appreciated. Um, and again, we want to thank Mr. Uh, Rogers for coming on and, you know, telling us his story because it was extremely important to bring that because this is something real that affects everybody. So, again, I want to thank, thank him for coming on. So now we're going to switch modes. We're going to go back into talking about this Jets team. Oh, boy. <laughs> this Jets team is something else. And I'm going to get to the callers in a second, 917. When I get to the callers, I'm coming to you. But we're going to get to my chat guys, all right, because my chat guys, they're they going crazy. You know what I'm saying? They're going crazy in the chat. So first, I'm going to go to the chat. Cliff Hopkins in the chat. Yo, salute to you, Cliff. Uh, Cliff says, Joe, most people want an unproven coach to replace gays, but I'd rather have someone who has developed talent before than someone who hasn't. You know what, Cliff? Listen, I- I'm right there with you. I look at the situation. I understand some people want, you know, various, uh, you know, coordinators from college or whatever it is, but I'm a guy that wants to see somebody in the league that has kind of done it because I'd like to get a coach in here that has worked with young quarterbacks before, because I think that uh, for me, I think we should move forward with Sam Darnold. I don't think it's uh, in my mind, it's not rocket science. He's been put in a situation where he can't really succeed. He has no weapons. He has horrific coaching. And I don't think people really understand how big a part um, coaching really plays in the development of young quarterbacks. I really don't. And it's because I see it across my timeline where people just think that he has no protection. He has bad coaching. He has no weapons. He should be able to overcome all that. That's not how it works. Um, again, if we talk about quarterbacks. Look at Ryan Tannehill. I think it's a great example of that. Here's a guy that was with Gaze that was horrible, so bad that the Dolphins looked at the situation. And they said, oh, we got to trade this guy, right? They trade him. They get rid of him. He moves on. He goes to Tennessee, right, eventually. And uh, Tennessee has the right coaching in place. Tennessee has guys that said, hey, we see something in this guy. Let's, let's coach him up a little bit. And now he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. They've actually given him a deal to make him their franchise quarterback. I mean, <laughs> look at the difference a day makes. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have the right guys in place. And if you don't, there's going to be issues. So for me, I'm looking at people that are coaches. Um, DeBole, you know, he's a guy that I like as well. Uh, Eric B and KC, everyone knows that I like him. I also like, uh, you know, Greg Roman too, uh, with the Ravens. If you look at all of those, you know, coordinators, they have been able to put things around a young QB, you know, Lamar, uh, Mahomes, uh, Allen, and they've been able to, you know, be able to coach them up, find ways to, to utilize whatever their skill sets are and, 
have them go out there and produce. And I think that's a big part of it because again, I know people are streaming for Trevor, but if you want this team to get better faster, the actual answer would be to stick with Sam Darnold, you know, and even if you think that Sam Darnold is a marginal talent, let's say he's a guy that, you know, isn't necessarily in your mind, if he's a guy that isn't necessarily just going to blow you out the water, but he isn't going to lose you games. Right. But he isn't going to blow you out the water. Well, you can win with that. If you surround that with talent, Again, I keep telling everybody constantly, the best offense that we have ever had was quarterbacked by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the reason why I keep saying that is because Ryan Fitzpatrick was garbage. (laughs) He was a garbage-ass quarterback. That's not like news to anybody that watched, you know, that second season outside of that first magical season that he had where we faced a bunch of soft opponents. We had a very soft schedule. We played a lot of teams that had a lot of big injuries. And uh, he was able to, you know, make some moves off that. But that second year when we played teams that were serious business and, you know, he he just wasn't good, like it wasn't happening. But if you look at the situation, we surrounded him with weapons to be successful. He had Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, our running game was solid. Our offensive line was solid enough to not get him killed every week. So if you can have a guy like that set franchise records statistically for our franchise, right? This is all of franchise records. He owns them offensively, right? Then can you tell me that you don't think that Sam could do those exact same thing when he's galaxies more talented than Ryan Fitzpatrick? That's insane. That's insane. We, we've got to do more, and I think it's better. And, again, we also gave up capital to get Sam Darnold as well. we got to think about that. You can't burn all that capital. You've got to do whatever you can. So to me, in my mind, if I have that top pick – I'm not drafting Trevor Lawrence. I'm trading down. I'm getting a king's ransom for that pick, and I'm moving down, and I'm bettering my football teams, a football team across the board. Wide receiver, you know, offensive lineman. I'm trying my best to absolutely collect as much talent as I can to build this football team and make it better. That's just, that's just my opinion. But we're definitely going to be talking about that tonight. You know what I'm saying? I know people are extremely excited. I'm going to keep on going with the chat, though. Venom G's in the chat says, salute to you, Venom G's. Venom G's says, the Cardinals' defense is going to stop our offense, and the Cardinals' offense is going to do what they want with our defense. You know, listen, Venom, I hear a lot of people saying the exact same thing. I hear a lot of people saying, listen, we do not match up well <laughs> defensively with this Cardinals' offense. And, you know, defensively, they're going to be able to get after it, especially, especially if Beckton is, you know, out again with that shoulder, which he, he shouldn't be playing uh, with that shoulder. So we're going to uh, we're going to see what happens. But I'm going to go back to these uh, callers. My chat boys, please keep chatting again. I want to thank everybody in the chat that shares their thoughts and ideas. So we're going to get back to the callers really quickly. 917, I'm coming to you. Give me your thoughts about this upcoming game against the Cardinals. Joe, what's going on, man? It's Louis from Rochester. How you doing? Yo, what's going on, Elias? How are you doing today, man? I want to get your thoughts on this Jets game, bro. Sam Darnold out, Flacco in. What are your expectations of Flacco? It's going to be the most unwatchable game of the year, and that's saying something. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but is there so I'm guessing to look you, forward to? Yeah. A 35-year-old quarterback is going to hand the ball off 50 times to a 37-year-old running back. <laughs> and that's with Bell coming back, but Gase loves his boy Gore so much, so you know. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that's a fact. You know, <laughs> oh man, you're coming on the line with the positivity, <laughs> but, but you're I'm real. Sorry, you know, what I'm saying I love it. I, it's gonna no, no, I mean, no. no you, it's gonna be ugly. 
Yeah, you know, and, and I, res- I respect your take, man. And, again, I want to thank you for calling in. I hear you. I know a lot of people are looking at this situation. Of course, Sam's out because of that, you know, that uh, that AC issue in his, uh, in his shoulder, um, which I'm actually kind of glad they're sitting him out and not allowing him to play because we saw what happened, you know, with the Becton situation. But, look, Why I know a lot of people that are looking at him, though. Yeah, yeah. Why Why, that you... was the same thing there. Go ahead. Yeah, and what really annoyed me, too, is I felt like, McClendon and Williams got fined for like their roughing the passer. I'm surprised that dude mm-hmm. sacked him. That wasn't roughing the passer, and he didn't get fined or something. But regardless of that, I think I don't think you should have played him, uh, especially yeah. if they, they brought him in on like third and five, which is clearly a passing situation with Balage and saying five years from now blocking back there. Also, another dude who got released, your boy Alec Ogletree. He's gone, man. Oh. Yeah, you know, I, we were going to oh, talk about yeah. him later on, but, dude, I am so glad his ass is out of here. Alec Ogletree was trapped. I have no clue so what they were thinking. It was just so bad. But, you know, you know, let, let's, let's, let's get back to this game because, you know, Alec Ogletree and Balad, those guys are gone. I'm glad they're gone because they were Woo! absolutely hurting the football team. But I want to get your thoughts about this situation. Without Becton, what are your expectations of this offensive line? I mean, do you think they just get mauled and we get dominated up front? So is Adoga's not playing either, right? It's going to be McDermott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm thinking McDermott is definitely going to play. Yeah, so he's probably going to go off up against Chandler Jones. So that's going to be a disaster. Because um, they're not going to play him. They're all just going to play him against the weak link. So that's yeah. going to get ugly. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, you know, um, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, you know, if McDermott is on that left side with, you know, Adam Gaze not being able to adjust, Chandler Jones is going to just have a feast over there. Because we saw those same issues. You know, once once Becton went out, we saw these guys just absolutely get after it. Denver just turned up. Chubb turned up. Oh, yeah. You know, before, uh, you know, Becton was out, Chubb wasn't doing too much. But after that, boy, did he turn up, man. And it, it was absolutely crazy. But I want to yeah. get your thoughts on this wide receiver position, too, especially with uh, Perryman looking like he's going to be out. What are your expectations of, of Crowder? How many catches do you think he gets in this game? Hopefully a good amount, I'd say. Um, I think it's going to be just like more of the same. You know, the wide receiver talent isn't any good. But he, he had a good game mm-hmm. last week. But I don't know how much – like, I don't know how much Flacco's playing style really tailors to him. I know he's more of like a big arm, go deep kind of guy, which we don't have anyone who can do that. So I don't know how mm-hmm. that's going to work. So yeah, that Crowder's probably going to be decent. Who else is playing? Is Hogan's out or he's questionable? I think Hogan. Um, yeah, he's questionable. So, so it's going to be Jeff Smith is going to be out there. Uh, Barrios is going to be out there as well. So just yeah, yeah. I was I, you know I think Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith has looked pretty pretty decent. You know he's been able to make some catches and move some things. So I'm excited about him. But you know we're still hurt. Who's the hurt in wide receiver? Yeah, so is Arios playing on the outside? Like, isn't he kind of just an only slot guy because he's a smaller dude? Like, how is that yeah. going to work out? Yeah. He has, he's going to have to go against, like, Patrick Peterson or um, who's the other guy they got? Um, I'm blanking out right now. But, yeah, I think this offense, just considering the injuries yeah. and considering no quarterback play, I think it's going to be – really bad. And their defense isn't even that good. It's just because 
our, this offense is so bad. And I, yeah. the, our Jets defense is going to look horrible tomorrow. You got They couldn't stop Josh Allen <laughs> running. I think Kyler Murray's a better runner. And you got, man, anyone uh, playing fantasy football, get, give up whatever you have for DeAndre Hopkins. That dude, he's going to go up against this year. He's going up against this year. He couldn't stop some undrafted cats on the Broncos. Give up oh, man. like five running backs for him. He's going to put up so many. And I, I called him last time. I got Kyler Murray on my fantasy team. So I'm, that's the, the one win I'm looking forward to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, look, you know, I, I hear you. And, you know, like you said, you look at the situation where you got burials probably going up against uh, Byron Murphy, I think, is the other guy right. on the other yeah. side. Um, you know, of Peterson and, you know, I mean, it, it just kind of is what it is. You got to play the guys that you have out there. We don't have enough wide receiver talent, which, you know, we talked about that going into the off season as well, but it's still an issue. So, you know, but I got to keep it rolling, man. I got quite a bit of callers. So let me get your thoughts on this. What is your final score prediction for this game against the Cardinals? All right, Jets fans, I'm not being negative. I'm just being honest. I'm thinking 45 to 10. It's gonna get on. Oh <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but hey, what I hope we lose this really badly, we get the number one pick, and then the season gets canceled. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we keep looking the way, way we look. So. Yeah. <laughs> we keep looking the way we look, you know, and playing the way we play. We won't need any help from anybody or anything. We'll definitely. Uh, you know, get that topic all by ourselves. But I want to thank you for calling in, man. Hey, next time I come on, I definitely need to hear from you. Thank you again, man. Oh, 100%, man. I appreciate it. All right. You have a good night. All right. Good night, man. Oh, man. Lai is coming on with the fire, okay? He's coming on with the fire, and he's letting it be known. <laughs> I'm going to keep on, uh, you know, cranking it out. So I'm going to come back to the callers, 848-347 and 984. You'll be coming up uh, when I come back. But I'm going to get to the chat, boys. My chat, boys, are going off. Uh, Rudy in the chat says, I hope the car crash we're going to witness tomorrow will wake Jets fans that Sam isn't the problem. He isn't perfect by any means, but Flacco is going to be awful. In this, and, and, he, and he's with this dumpster juice. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. The You know, <laughs> the chat is going off. Rudy in the chat also says, and I know you haven't been impressed with McDougal, but I think he's on the same side as Desir who's getting cooked every play. So you have to help him, which leaves him vulnerable. You know, Rudy, uh, you know, there, there's been some games where I've looked at McDougal and I said, ah, oh, he played decently. But there's just some plays that he makes during the game that are just absolutely embarrassing. That game against the Colts, when he allowed – that running back to just get in. He's one on one with him and he can't make the play. He goes not just dives nose first into the dirt. I just man, that, that just blew my mind. Simply awesome in the chat. Yo, salute to you, simply awesome. Simply awesome says if the Jets are scoreless or perform worse than expected, Gaze's job will be in trouble. You know what's crazy, simply? We've been saying that all year about Gaze. We've been saying all year that his job should be in trouble. All year. I mean, after that Niners loss, we're saying, oh, yeah, this guy should definitely be fired. After this Colts loss, everybody's saying, oh, yeah, this guy should definitely be fired. After that last loss to the Broncos, people were screaming, this guy should be fired. (laughs) He just, you know, he's like the roach that just never dies. You know, you can't kill this man. He survives it all. Nuclear blast, 
everything. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be around. He's that bug you just can't squash, you know. It just it, it's crazy. But I'm going to get back to the callers. Salute to my chat guys. Please keep chatting. I'll keep coming back to you. 848. I want to get your thoughts on this game against the Cardinals. How are you feeling about it going into it as a Jets fan? Oh, man. Mr. Joe, it's Shaq, baby. You know I'm coming What's going with the on, heat. Shaq? You know I'm coming with the heat. Where do I start? Where do I start? Man, the defense is bad. Say, say, yeah. Sam, just set up a failure. Please, Joe, remind me not to curse. Please, say, say it for me, please, so I can remember Please this. do not. Hey, I, and everybody, listen, I understand that this team is frustrating, okay? I laugh a lot because it keeps me from crying, all right? I understand people are un- upset about the state of the team. Do not call into my show cursing. I'm telling you, I'm going to get you out of here. You drop a couple bombs, you got to go. I'll just get rid of you. I don't want to do that to anybody because I know we all suffering together. But, you know, please do not curse on my show. Go ahead, Shaq. All right, there we go. Good. Okay. All right. Now, because this 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 is frustrating. Starting from, okay, we got rid of Balazs. We got rid of Alec Ogletree. Some positive yeah. news. And then you would think, you would think, hey, it's it's a little thin at wide receiver. Let's sign another running back. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's sign another running back to only use one running back. And he's older than everybody that we speak to and everybody in the chat. And, and another thing, those savages, man, your chat is the funniest chat I've ever seen in my life. When I was when I was watching that yeah. Broncos game, they kept me from getting angry because they were so funny. I was in here in tears laughing at the chat, laughing the savages, like man. watching <laughs> guys. The savages, I, that's why I call. I call them the savages. I'm telling you, <laughs> they were the talking savages. about Sam Ficken's nose. Just, yeah. <laughs> How Brandon Mann was a better tackler than everybody on the defense. Like, like I, I was just in over here crying, laughing, man. Like, I'm like, everything they were saying was so true, though. Like, it's like, yeah, the, it's like we're bad offensively, we're bad defensively. We need playmakers. We're not going for playmakers. Like, at least attempt to go for a playmaker, because like Sam's. Sam Sam looks like he's just, you know, he's not confident, man. Like he's no, no. he don't trust his weapons. It's almost like he don't trust his weapons. And yes, I can't give Sam a pass. I, I, I can't give him a, a a pass, but I gotta give I gotta give him some heat, you know, because he do miss some reads. He do miss some reads. Mm-hmm. I gotta give him some of that heat. But I feel like the reason he missed those reads is is because due to he don't trust what's in front of him. Like literally, O line, uh, receivers. Like he throwing the wheel routes to a thirty-seven year old running back, and then you got Adam Gaze in his ear. Like, and I feel like Adam Gaze just tortures him. That's and I and and I just get that feeling because you know Sam is a nice guy, you know, so he gonna mm-hmm. you know he'll let anybody you know get on him, you know, and and like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, well. I wouldn't say Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning and those guys know, you know, know know the game and they've been around, so they didn't let Adam Gaze. You know, well, Peyton Manning didn't let Adam Gaze do that, and Aaron Rodgers wouldn't let Adam Gaze do that. You know, so it's like, mm. you know, the, the 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 defense is horrendous. Like 
the only time we get good rushes is when we hitting them late. Like that's why we get late hits because they're <laughs> leaving them late. They're late. They're trash. Like, like that's why. Like, Desir shouldn't even. I, I had what's crazy. I had that that signing as a question mark. I had that signing as yeah. a question mark. Yeah. But it's 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 funny because I trust the rest of our corners. Like Lamar Jackson, the other night he had a blown coverage because that's his that was his first game. You know that was his first yeah. game. He he just getting off practice squad. You know he don't understand that 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 simplistic defense. You know like with no pass rush. You know like. And we got a hundred yards of total pen, like a hundred yards in penalties. You serious? And then, and, and, and Joe, remember what I told you? Remember what I told you? I'm telling you, Joe. You should listen to me. I'm telling you, it would not surprise me if Adam Gage is here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, because he was supposed to be gone that after that Denver game. He was gone. He was supposed to be gone. He was supposed to be out of there. There's no way in the world you can tell me that a coach is supposed to stay there. And Bill O'Brien got fired, but he didn't. Like, it's, it's no way. It's no way. I, I feel like they're going to use Sam as a scapegoat. And, and oh, my God. Be, oh, and that's going to be our downfall. We're going to sit there, waste our pick on another quarterback, and, and not you build think around that, the wait, team. Wait, 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 Shaq. I, I want to I make this. Hold on a second, Shaq. I want to make this very clear for everybody listening. You think that Gates gets another year here and he gets to yes. pick another quarterback? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. It would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. Oh, my me. God, Shaq, please. Please don't. Do, do you, think, don't, anything, don't do do you think the Jets, anything the Jets do surprise you? We hired no, him in the no. first place. No. Did anybody yeah. think Adam Gates was going to be here? No. <laughs> we did you think Chris, Christopher Johnson was going to come out and come out that press co- conference and say, "Oh, we got offensive genius here," you know? Like, do you really believe? Did you really think he was going to do that? No, like it wouldn't surprise me. This team do something stupid, and then Joe Douglas is not like like Adam Gaze is terrible, but he's not the only problem. Joe Douglas is part of that problem as well. I'm, mm. I'm 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 afraid that I'm afraid he's going to go into the draft and grab three quarterbacks the way he grabbed in the fourth round when we needed a receiver. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I don't think he's going to trade. Like like the smart thing to do is to trade back. But I don't think he's going to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Listen, we're going to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, we go. Ahead. We got to stick with the Cardinal game. But I hear you. You know, I, listen. I understand your takes. I am praying that Gaze does not get another year. I am praying that he does. I'm I'm hoping if they don't fire him during the season, which dude, it's been bad. Like if you look at these losses that we have, they have been really bad. But he has yet to get canned. So I'm thinking that they won't fire him in season, no matter how bad it gets. Because I don't want to say how much worse could it be. Because you know, as a Jets fan, it could always be worse. <laughs> always be bad. <laughs> it could always be worse. So I don't want to say that. But I will say I think they'll. I, I pray that they can him after the season and move on and find a real offensive mind. But I want to get back <laughs> to this game really quick. I'm sorry. With you. I'm sorry, and, Joe. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. You know, give me your thoughts. I understand this is all about, you know, Jet fans calling in Vincent. I understand and I'm here, you know, to listen to everybody's takes and, and, you know, go through it with you. Cause I'm here, you know, crying as well, trying to wear my green, but you look at this situation offensively. We talked about the weapons, the lack of weapons, particularly a wide receiver, but we got a tight end and Herndon that's out here. 
And if you look at the if you look at the snaps and you look at the stats, this dude's blocking a lot. <laughs> He's not being utilized yeah. as a pass catcher as much as he should be. What are your thoughts on that? And do you think that that changes in this game? I, uh, I think I think because he's blocking a lot. Like I'm not giving Chris Herndon a pass because I always clown him and say he's strong. Mm-hmm. But because yeah, yeah. you know, usually you got to get in rhythm, you know. And if you're yeah. blocking eighty percent of the game, you know, it's no it's no excuse. But I'm like maybe that's what's going on in his mind. You know, he barely touches the ball, he barely runs routes, you know. And sometimes you got to get hot, and he probably needs to get hot. And, you know, mm-hmm. since he's blocking 80% of the game, when he has the time to catch the ball, he don't catch it because he's not in rhythm. He's catching the ball by the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? If you notice how – if you notice those drops, it's all at the it, – he drops his touchdown at the end of the, what, third, and then he fumbled yeah. in the early fourth, and then he dropped another pass last game in the fourth. Like, you know, like you can't you, – he probably, he probably is a rhythm guy. I don't know. But Man. it's like the Cardinals is going to destroy us. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. It's a lot of revenge that they want. Like, the coach was supposed to be supposed to come here and then Kenyon Drake because he got traded with Adam Gay. So, like, yeah. then they got Kelvin Beecham over there. Like, it's, it's, this is a revenge game to them. They're going to put up oh. – they're, they're going to destroy us. They're going to destroy. Yeah. How, how concerned not going to... you talked a little bit about their you talked a little bit about their offense. How concerned are you with the matchup of Desir on Hopkins or even Desir on Larry Fitzgerald? How worried about that, that matchup with their wide receivers are you? You know how worried are you about that? They're almost hung up. That's how bad it is. I don't want to talk about that. I don't think. I don't think he should be on the field, honestly. You want me to be honest, but but we got to deal with it. So I'm gonna tell you anyway. D Hop is gonna have about ten catches. Larry just gonna he's gonna look like his young self playing against him. Like he he got. I feel like he got his interceptions because of a young quarterback. It was a young quarterback just just going through the motions. And he felt good attacking yeah. him all game because he knew he was a bum. Like, yeah, Kyler Murray is going to run circles around our team. The linebackers. Yeah, that's everything. what I'm concerned with as well. Yeah. I'm I concerned get, with I that as well. I'm concerned. Him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more concerned about Kyler. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm more concerned about the, the Kyler Murray, his ability, you know, to, to get mobile and get ghosted because I don't think we have anyone that could chase that guy down. I really don't. Um, I'm really concerned about him breaking the pocket, breaking containment. We don't have a pass rusher. So I'm trying to figure out how exactly we get a pass rush on him, Shaq. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, man? It's like, then we we don't even blitz. Like, we don't blitz at all. We just sit we can't. Like we go we get got, cooked. Like, we got the... <laughs> like we got the we gonna get cooked, Jack. You know, how so, you go blitz? You can't I know, cover nobody. I, I know, Joe, but I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather... If you think about it... I'd rather have that than, you know, uh, have have the quarterback sitting back there like a statue throwing perfect passes. They get 10 yards of separation anyway when we don't send pressure. So it's like, what's the point? You might as well. Like, Phillip Phillip Rivers should have – I feel like we should have blitzed him. We should have blitzed the one-legged quarterback. Couldn't even do that. Dude. Like, 
take chances. We we, we give up yards all all game, all game. It should be yeah. no excuse. Brett Rippin almost had 300 yards. Did he have 300 yards that game? I don't even know. I don't care. Oh, I just know he I, was I'm gonna... destroying us. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it, was, like, it was. We don't have. It was crazy. We we don't we don't have no fire, man. We don't have no fire. <laughs> we don't have enough. <laughs> so give, we give, don't, me, give, give me your. <laughs> the fire, man. man. We don't. We really don't. We really don't. And that's and that's and that's sad because again, I think we're going into another off season, pretty much asking mostly the same question and having the same concerns that we did last off season. A lot of the same stuff. We're still wondering, hey, when are we going to get a corner? When are we going to get a pass rusher? How are we going to address our wide receiver position? And uh, this offensive line, we still got to do some work on it. <laughs> We're still asking oh the my same God. questions. <laughs> Remember what I told you about all this? You know, hey, look, I was trying to tell people, you know, but it is what it is. But <laughs> we get your thoughts on this, Shaq. Uh, give me your final score prediction for this game against the Cardinals, man. I'm I'm saying what the last caller said, man. I don't even oh, know where we're going to get ten points from. <laughs> <laughs> where we getting ten points from? Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, <laughs> Jack is taking the Cardinals forty-five to zero, huh? Is that what it is? Forty-five to zero? No, forty-five Damn. to three. We're going to kick a field goal at the end of the game when we're down. <laughs> oh my God. Classic Adam Gaze. All right. All right, Shaq. You have a good night, man. I want to thank you for calling in. Oh, you my too, Joe, man. Be safe, man. <laughs> Peace, man. Oh, Shaq calling in with the fire, man. He called in with the fire. You know, a lot of Jets fans are extremely upset with the state of the football team right now. I get it. I get it. You know, this is this is a platform where I want to welcome every single Jet fan on hell, even people that aren't Jets fans. I have to hit me up and tell me how garbage they think Adam Gaze is, how how we're ruining Sam Darnold. I've had fans hit me up from other teams, you know, on various platforms that my content is on and tell me that they cannot wait for the Jets to release Sam Darnold or trade him to their teams. So that they could be successful with them because we're idiots. I've literally, had, I've literally had people tell me that that this franchise is ruining Sam Darnold and they want better for him, so they want him to get the hell away from the Jets franchise. These are fans of other teams. This is not, this is not Jets fans. These are fans of other teams that have hit me up. It is insane. I'm gonna get to the chat really quickly. Again, if this is your first time listening to me, uh, you know, I live stream during my radio shows. So, you know, my chat guys, we call them the savages, you know what I'm saying? Because they savage. <laughs> get after it, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to go talk to the savages real quick, and then I'm going to get back to the line. When I come back to the line, 347-984, I will be coming to you. We'll be talking about the game. But in the chat, Venom G's, yo, salute to you again, Venom G's. Venom G says they need to throw gays ass out the building like Jazzy Jeff. For those of you that, that may not get that reference, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, you know, Will's, uh, Will's dad, Uncle Phil, used to throw Jazzy Jeff out that front door like nobody's business every single team, every single time, man. It was hilarious, you know what I'm saying? Salute to Venom G's. Uh, Dark in the chat, yo, salute to you, Dark. Dark says the Jets are running a seniors football team with the QB and running back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Oh my goodness, listen. <laughs> the chat is going off, man. The chat is going off right now. So I'm gonna get back to these callers, you know what I'm saying? And we're we're gonna keep talking about this this Jets Cardinals game and what you folks think of it. So three four seven, three four seven, I'm coming to you. Let me know what your thoughts about uh this this Jets game that's coming up with these Cardinals. Three four seven is your time. Let me know what you uh what are your thoughts about this uh Jets game? Hello, three four seven. All right. Hey man, you got a lot of fans that are upset. You know what I'm saying? I understand it. I get it. You know what I mean? A lot of people are upset about this team. He probably just threw his phone off a bridge. You know what I mean? I don't give a damn. It's just just <laughs> I'm tired. You know, a lot of people are tired. You know, they're tired of losing. They're tired of the team looking this way. With Darnold out, they don't want to see Flacco either. You know what I'm saying? This this season hasn't turned out to be what a lot of people think it should be. You know what I mean? And it's tough. You know what I'm saying? You got fans throwing their phones. <laughs> They're calling in. They're losing their minds just listening. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. So we're going to go to 984. 984, I'm coming to you. Let me know what your thoughts are about this Jets game, you know, upcoming with the Cardinals. Hey, Joe. How you doing? What's going on? Well, uh, our prospects don't look very good without Sam Donald and uh, all the names that we have out of this game. No Perriman, no Mims. Um, I'm not sure about Le'Veon Bell. I don't know what his status is. And, uh, he doesn't uh, look so very Le- good. The, yeah. Well, again, I want to thank you for calling in. Le'Veon is looking like uh, <laughs> it's looking like he will play. Um, from, you know, the report said that he's he's been cleared, so it's looking like he will. It's definitely trending towards he will uh, play, but, you know, we'll definitely see come game time. But that's going to be my first question for you is, even if he does play, yeah. do you think Adam Gaze will util- utilize him effectively? <clears throat> no, based on his history and uh, the man's um, overinflated ego and arrogance. No. Yeah. I, I doubt it, sadly. And we wasted uh, no. not only Donald, we wasted Le'Veon Bell. It, the way it looks like to me on Adam Gates, we wasted a lot of talent here. And I don't see yeah. how ownership can seriously sell us on bringing, bringing uh, Adam Gates back here for 2021. They're not going to be able to sell that. You're not going to turn around and fan base that's already like myself pissed off with the ownership. You get rid of Sam yeah. Donald and you bring Gates back here, that's, that to me could be the last straw for me. They cannot bring Gates back there and get rid of Donald. No. 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 The fans aren't going to yeah. go for it. I'm one of them. There's a whole lot of fans that are going to really be mad if they get rid of get yeah. rid of Donald. And then we don't know if we do get the first pick, we don't know whether Levy, uh, 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 Trevor Lawrence, what his status is, whether he's going to w- want to play for us or not. There's so many unanswered yeah. questions. You know, right now, even though it is a little premature and early, you know, I, you know, about this time because it's bleak. The only thing I try to look forward to is look forward to the 2021 draft, try to project what all the possible scenarios will be for this team if we get the top pick. And let's say they decide to trade that pick. And, you know, that's the only thing I have to really go on to try to build on and try to get some kind of hope or optimism for the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, yeah. I, so I'm taking I a look. You. I'm taking a look at Lawrence. I'm taking a look at uh, Justin Fields, and I'm taking a look at Trey Lance. <laughs> as far as yeah. what the possible scenarios are, who the new head coach is, you know, because you get a new head coach, 
You know, he may mm-hmm. sadly want his own people. You know how that is. Well, if you get a new office, front office comes in, or if you ever mm-hmm. worked on a job when the new new administrator, new managers, and all that stuff. I've been working. You know, I got I work at the airport. We had new people come mm-hmm. in. And they usually bring some of the, some of their own people. You know, crew leads, assistant managers, and so forth. That's how that is. And I think that might be what's brewing ahead for the Jets if they do get a new head coach. You know, he may want his own quarterback. And if he wants his own quarterback, what are our options? If we don't have the top pick, I, you know, I'd be playing around in my head with a lot of scenarios. If we get the second pick, I'm thinking Justin Fields. If they do want decide to go their own option, they may go Justin Fields. Or if we trade down, it's possible yeah. that we could trade down and still get one of the top-tier quarterbacks. Trey Lance looks like he's really good. So, you yeah. know. But here's just food for thought. Here's the yeah. Here's the thing, and again, you know, you're you're bringing a lot of a lot of take to the thing, and we're definitely going to talk about this Jets Cardinals game. But something that you just opened up yeah. with your take is, for me, I understand, you know, the the prospect of bringing in a quarterback and him wanting his own court or bringing in a head coach uh, that wants his own yeah. quarterback. I get that. I get that. I completely yeah. understand that, and that is a very solid take. But for me, I think any head coaching prospect that we have any head coaching prospect that we're looking to come in here, when you look at the capital we've given up to get Sam Donald, when you look at the situation that we put him in to not be successful yeah. at all, shouldn't any coaching candidate that we bring in here be willing and ready to work with Sam Darnold? Shouldn't that be, for me, that would be my, like, underlining thing, where, hey, if you're yeah. coming here yeah. and you want to be here, you know, you want to work with Sam Darnold. I mean, shouldn't that yeah. kind of be – like the underlying thing for a Jets franchise? It should. If it was me, don't get me wrong. I'd like Sam Donald from the start. Now, I have to admit, mm-hmm. when we initially drafted Sam Donald, I hadn't researched him. I should be ashamed of myself. I, I researched, <laughs> did more research on Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh Allen. I did a little bit more on yeah. them. Now, Donald, I remember picking up, I think it was like a pro football weekly a year prior to his draft. And I remember, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it was like a little article, projection to the future, and the name Sam Donald yeah. came up as a top pick. You know, you, you know how they do the, the crystal ball and no books, and they'll show yeah. you the year ahead, possible draft scenario, who could be the top prospect. Coming. And they said Sam Donald. And at the time, they caught over my head. I didn't know who he was. But they said he was really, really good in college. I said, oh, so I can, okay, I filed it away. I said, okay, Sam Donald. And mm-hmm. then when the draft came, <laughs> His name was further down. You didn't hear him mention him. The only thing you heard was Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, and you heard a little talk about Josh Allen. Some people were scared of Josh, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, you know, because of the Hackenberg fiasco and what went on with that. Yeah. They didn't want to take Josh, yeah. Josh Allen. You know, they were scared. I got to be. I was scared to death of us taking Josh Allen, too, because I saw a guy with tremendous upside, uh, prototypical yeah. physical tools, but I knew he would have needed a little work in development. I'm not sure what the current status of the organization, and we could have really developed him like Buffalo. I got to give credit to the Buffalo Bills. You know, when the mm-hmm. Jets are not on, I have to admit I'm taking a look at the Buffalo Bills because I want somebody yeah. to bump the to bump the Patriots off. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Look, I, I I hear you there. I know a lot of people. If you you know go back and listen to any of my content around the time. Uh, to me, Sam wasn't even a consideration because I did not think that the Browns were going to pass on him. I just didn't. I thought it was like ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, even for you're us to right, trade up. Right. You know, I remember 
yeah, I remember talking about it. I was like, well, Sam Darnold's not going to be there, so why, you know? That's right. And I thought if we did trade up, we were going to have to give up quite a bit of compensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. did end up giving That's up right. three second round picks, but I thought we'd at least have to yes, give up a did. first round pick. But you know, I was so but, curious you know, about the Giants. You know, the Giants are using an organization that would take a Sam Darnold. He's a solid young man, exactly. good name, good reputation. Oh. That sounds like yeah. you're a giant. Sam Donald, yeah. and when the Giants passed on him, and they announced the pick, and they were Saquon Barkley, I was like, oh my God, they took Saquon Barkley. <laughs> so Sam Donald's going to fall. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was uh, It was insane. I, mean, I was, I was, I was stunned too. When the Jets traded from 16 to 6 to get Sanchez at the time, I was stunned. Right. I was like, whoa. Yeah. They yeah. passed it, on it, it Sam Donald. Wow. It was, you it know? was insane. Yeah, it was but completely you know insane. If it was up, if it was up to shocked. me, I would keep Sam Donald because I think he has enough going for him to take us forward. If we could win 10 or 11 games with Mark Sanchez, we should be able to win at least that many, maybe one more with uh, uh, Sam Donald. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know I, what I'm I saying? Because I think I, we'd be better off. Yeah, yeah I, I think the exact same. Well, the, the yeah, thing is, is that I, and I, I talked that about pick. this a little bit earlier in the yeah. show, is that if you look at this situation – uh, you yeah. can if if a marginal which to me and I, uh, even though I'm a USC guy said hey I thought that Mark yeah. Sanchez was a marginally talented quarterback he wasn't a guy that was gonna I mean he would kill you with the interceptions but he wasn't a guy that was like um, gonna yeah, make yeah. A, a ton of people better you know what I mean but look at what we That's did with right. him yeah. we surrounded him with Yo, weapons yeah, right yeah. we gave a, a very mm-hmm. solid running game he had a very you know mm-hmm. the wide receiver position was was they, there was guys there weapons that he could get into That's we right. two That's AFC right. championships with him. Too. But you know, so, it appeared you know, at you the time that when we him? acquired Sanchez, the stars were aligned. You know, we had a solid organization. Yeah. We had done a lot of work on the Air, Air Man Gene quietly. When he was making all them draft picks at the time, nobody was thinking too mm-hmm. much of that with Revis and all of them. Little did we know, 2009, the team was ready to make a run. You know, we caught a break mm-hmm. the last game. The Colts rested, rested their starters, and we managed to get that win. And then we went on, you know, the fairytale ride that year and backed it up the year but after. Think- we made the big trade for Cromartie and Santonio Holmes. Yep. Proving that it wasn't yep. a fluke, that we were a serious organization at the time, you know. Yeah, but I, th- I think I think the biggest thing about that time as well is we had a coach that was mm. great, like Rex Ryan. I mean, he, he wasn't was. a great offensive mind, of course. <laughs> he didn't give a damn about the offense, something. but defensively, Rex he Ryan, was unbelievable. Looking at, looking at he was unbelievable. Hey, looking at this fool, Adam Gase, he makes <laughs> he makes Rex Ryan look like Bill Parcells. That's what Rex Ryan looks like. <laughs> you look back at him in the studio, he looks like Bill, a young Bill Parcells compared to Adam Gates. Adam Gates, a piece of garbage. They think, you know, the kid in class that always think that there's something more than not and nobody else sees it, but somehow they see more yeah. in themselves than everybody in that class. That's Adam Gates. You know, he's a moron, you know, that sees himself as oh. a genius. Nobody's proclaiming. Yeah. I remember my grandmother used to say to me, you know, you let people tell you, and I've had people tell me certain qualities in me that I had. Let people tell you your greatness. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. never, you know, uh, boast on yourself and stuff like that. You know, but there are a few rare exceptions that could back it up. Reggie Jackson, <laughs> Muhammad Ali, yeah. those are rare, rare cases. Adam Gates, I don't know where he got this idea, but what it was because he worked with Manny. It, it was, it was pure. Uh, what's the word for it? There's a word for it. It was who he knew. It wasn't what he knew. And because nepotism. he worked with uh, Peyton Man, nepotism, nepotistic nepotism, yeah. yeah. And because he worked yeah. with Peyton, 
that really helped to open the doors. And who knows? And from what I heard, a phone call was made by Peyton Manager Jets ownership and recommended Adam yeah. Gates. I don't know what you heard on your end, but that's what I heard through the grapevine. Well, yeah, you know about the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that's 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 you know that that's pretty much uh uh-huh. <laughs> that's pretty much what we said. But getting yeah, back yeah. into this Cardinals game because I want I want to talk to you about oh, this yeah. Cardinals game as well. We're we're talking about yeah. a lot, but yeah. I want sure. let's let's go to the defense because you talked about Rex and the defense in the past. I want to talk about the defense. You know, coming up against yeah, the Cardinals yeah. game, we know that they've been heavily penalized. Oh, How concerned oh. are you with the matchup? A Hopkins on Desir or Larry Fitzgerald on Desir. How concerned are you with the weapons they have coming out against our secondary that has really shown that uh, there's big holes in it? It's it's uh it's leaky at best. You know, we were counting on mm-hmm. initially before the trade rumors with Jamal Adams, we were counting on him and uh, Ashton Davis. You know, we had the visions of a free safety package that would have been very mm-hmm. unique. You know, where we can spy either with Ashton Davis with his speed or we can spy with Jamal or we can, you know, interchangeable pieces. We could drop guys back and maybe the hell have done like an Ashton Davis help out in some of the coverages. But now mm-hmm. that Ashton Davis has been injured, that screwed up his rookie year. Jamal Adams has been traded. So the only piece we have left that's viable is Marcus May. And Marcus May just isn't good enough. I like Marcus May, but he can't do it by himself now. He just doesn't have mm-hmm. the surrounding cast in the secondary to help him. So he gets exposed because he doesn't have the Jamal Adams who, who ran for years with him to help him. And he don't have Ashton David. His rookie year got screwed up. It's like Denzel Mims with injury. It really screwed up their rookie campaigns, you know? Yeah, yeah. How do you think that we can manufacture a pass rush against the Cardinals? Would you – do you want to see this Jets defense blitzing a bit? Or are you expecting Quinn and Williams to really step up? I mean, what do you – well, what do you want to see? How are we going to get to, to Kyler Murray? Looking at the state of the secondary, if you sit back, you can get picked apart because the Jets just don't rush the pass. They haven't done the, They haven't really rushed the pass. The problem since John Abraham. They don't rush the passer mm-hmm. at all. Even on the Rex Ryan, you know, Rex Ryan had to load to one side or the other, run crazy exotic blitzes where you didn't know where the rush was coming from. You know, he was schooled well by his daddy, Buddy Ryan. So a lot of the stuff he ran, even though we didn't have the greatest personnel, you know, that's what really got us over. And he had Revis to lock one down, side of the field down. We don't have a Revis. You know what I'm saying? We don't have yeah. Deion Sanders. We don't have a Lester Hayes to lock one side. Then we can rotate the coverage to the other side and double over and maybe try to tighten that up a little bit. I'm really, I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned. Yeah. The linebacking core is all messed up with injuries. You know, no no Blake Cashman, no Avery Williamson, no. C.J. Mosley opted out. It's it's just a, a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It this is, is nowhere. This is this is a shell of the team that I envisioned. The team that I envisioned could actually win eight games, nine games. I thought if everything lined up for us, and Adonis mm-hmm. to take that next step, I saw eight and eight, nine and seven as a real possibility. You know, was I just mm. imagining things or, you know, or just being overly optimistic, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes you ask yourself those questions. I mean, I looked at the team before, you know, going into the season. I saw a lot of holes. I was very concerned about our uh, offensive line. I was very concerned about our uh, offense, period. Um, I was but very you know, concerned about our offense. As far as the state of the offensive line, I thought that the offensive line was functional. I, think it, I thought going in, it was functional enough that we could do some things that we just couldn't couldn't come anywhere near doing last year. Don't get me wrong. Is it a 2009-2010? No. Is it the line that Ken O'Brien played with in 85-86? 
No. Is it a line Richard Todd played with with Joe Fields and Dan Alexander, Marvin Powell? No. But it's a functional line. Now, when I say functional, I mean you're not going to see a whole bunch of snaps by the center over the quarterback's head, that kind of thing. You're not going to see protection yeah, but constantly breaking down. You'll see moments where, the, you know, the pass rush might get there and then there may be some snaps where he can set himself and get in a rhythm, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I you know, I look at this line and I see Greg Van Broten, who's horrific. That guy's bad. He's been very bad this year. Oh. And if you look at a lot of the issues that we have, it's him just getting blown up. There's a lot of pressure, yeah. you know, coming in. I mean, you watch that Denver game. That's all you need to see. Yeah. yeah especially with yeah, Beckton oh, yeah, being oh, yeah. out, that shoulder injury. We just continue. Yeah, to get that really hurt. There, so losing I mean, Beckton when Beckton was having such a promising rookie campaign is just it's just like taking yeah. a balloon, just stick a pin or stick something in it, slow leak it. The air just leaking yeah. right out, man. It's just it's just deflating for me, you know. But I was so excited, yeah. you know, seeing us have our own corner steps, you know, cornerstone left tackle, which we haven't had since the Brickishaw Ferguson. And once he announced mm-hmm. his retirement, I was wondering when we would ever find another tackle the caliber of a Brickishaw Ferguson who played ten years, never missed a game, rock solid. You never heard his name called nothing unheard of. He didn't dominate his position, no, but he was uh, he was like just a rock of stability and consistency and reliability, just the way David Harris was. David Harris didn't dominate yeah. his position, but he was just steady. You could depend on him game after game. You never hear his name called. You never hear him associated with anything negative, nothing, just steady. You know, sometimes you don't need superstars all the time. You just need people you can depend on. Lavernia's Coles. You need guys that are solid. They don't dominate their position, but they're just steady. You can depend on them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we're going to see what happens because there's a lot of a lot of yeah, issues on yeah, this team. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you that. Especially it, with it Mim, official, Mim's not playing yeah. still. Yeah, like, yeah, when is yeah. he ever going to get on the field at this point? I mean, man. I've never heard of a player this being out this long with a hamstring, unless it's, it's more to that borderline tear of the hamstring, more than just a typical, just a pull. Well, it sounds like to me it's got to be more than a pull that he almost tore his hamstring. Is that bad? Hold on. C.J. Mosley had that issue last year, remember? Like, he literally oh, yeah, played in the first yeah, game, yeah. and something happened Ooh. with his hamstring. And he, he didn't Damn. play. I mean, he played like a half you know, of another I think, game. When I, he think hamstring, when I think game. hamstring, I'm thinking a week, you know, maybe a couple of weeks at the match, you know, just to get up yeah. and take it easy. And the trainers will work on that leg and he'll be right probably in a couple of weeks. Not a month. I mean, he missed the preseason <laughs> and then now he's missed what? Four? I've never heard of a player being out that long with a hamstring. I've never heard of that before. Not Wait. that long. I mean, maybe yeah. I'll, say I'll give you a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks roughly. After two weeks, I think he should be jogging, you know, doing you know little light laps, little stretching, you know, and start get back. In the Not two months, you know. He technically he's really been out about two months. I have never yeah. heard of that for a hamstring. I've been watching NFL, brother. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I've been a Jets fan, Yankee fan for forty years. I'm going back to the sack exchange, Richard Todd. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of any player being out this long with a hamstring. What is going on? I mean, what That's is going on here? For a hamstring? I mean, I could give you a couple of weeks on a hamstring. I say two to three weeks. Okay. If it's yeah. severe, well, real severe, you know, pool is pretty, pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Two months? I mean, what is his status? Have you heard anything on them? Anything? 
you know, men, first I'm trying off, to get uh, like Joe I'm to get like Joe Manning on now. You know Joe Manning. I'm getting like him now. <laughs> he talked about a hamstring. I remember I listened to his stuff when he was going in and ranting. Now I pull it up on YouTube. He is he is classic. You need to listen at it. This guy is hilarious. Yeah, he's telling the truth though. Yeah. <laughs> listen, you know, Mims, from what we're knowing, um, he it looks like he's not gonna be able to come back from IR this week. It's looking like maybe next week they'll try to see where he's at. But Le'Veon Bell is coming back, so we're excited about that news. What but in the world? From everything that's being said, it's a hamstring. And that's just kinda oh. how it's working here. I mean but you know, with all that said, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I gotta keep going through because I got callers on the line again. I want to thank you for calling. Oh, yeah, in. Let me yeah, get your course, final prediction, course, and I appreciate you. <laughs> Let me uh, get your final prediction for this. Uh, for this based game. on all what we've been doing, I have to say thirty-eight six. I say thir- no thirty-eight thirty-eight to eight with a two-point safety with James Morgan taking a safety two-point safety. It's not gonna oh, be pretty. Man. It's officially yeah, we're tanking. Right. Yeah, so I hate, hate right. to say well, that to you, but uh, you know, be realistic. It doesn't look good. We can't stop Colin Murray, man. He's gonna be running around out there like a people chasing a rabbit. Can't catch that rabbit, you know, or a squirrel or yeah. something, real quick, and you can't catch it. So that's what it's gonna look like. It's gonna be really ugly, man. Let's just hope yeah. that it's ugly as possible, and that somehow, by the grace of God, the Jets' ownership finally get some guts. Gets their mind together. Say, no, nope, we've had enough. And maybe, maybe some some flash will come up on your phone and my phone and announce that uh, Adam Gates has been fired as the New York head uh, head coach of the New York Jets. So that's the best case scenario. I keep playing out every week. So, well, yeah, Joe, I appreciate yeah. well, you. Love your brother, and I'm going to keep tuning in and keep following you. All right, thank you so much, and thank you so much for checking out all my content, man. You have a good night. And you too, buddy. All right, you have Bye-bye. a good one. Man, a great caller calls in from the Carolinas. Uh, you know, phenomenal insight on the team. I know a lot of fans are upset as well, um, and they're just tired. They're so tired about this football. It's only, you know, it's only week five, and we're already talking about how, hey, look, we're done. <laughs> we just can't wait for the off season. It's only week five. <laughs> this team will do it to you every time. It'll do it to you every time. People are upset, and it's understandable. It is completely understandable. This team is. Team's a mess. This franchise is a mess. You know, we're constantly talking about, you know, the issues the head coach here. We're waiting for them to get rid of Adam Gaze at some point. And it seems like Chris Johnson, Woody Johnson, they just they don't care. They're not going to do it. It's completely ridiculous. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the phones in a second. Uh, three four seven. When I come back, you'll be up. Uh, but I'm gonna get to the chat because my guys in the chat, the savages in the chat, they they get after it. All right, Freedom Country in the chat says. <laughs> I feel like practically every QB was struggling in this situation. With the talent around and the coach, Sam has regressed and made mistakes, but it doesn't help he's in a dumpster fire. That's that's facts. That's facts. It really does not help that he's in a dumpster fire. It doesn't help that we haven't done enough to surround him with uh with with talent that they've they've given him, you know, horrible protection and then the coaching, the choaching is awful. It's completely awful. Uh, another person in the chat says there's a lot of Steelers fans that can't wait for the Jets to make a trade so that they can get Sam Darnold. You know, we've been hearing about that. <laughs> I've, I've, listen, I've had Steelers fans all over the place tell me that they cannot wait. They cannot wait to get Sam Darnold. They cannot wait. There's so many saying that. So 
I'm going to be, get, get back to the callers. 937, when I come back, you're going to be on. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. 973, nine, give me your thoughts on this Jets game against the Cardinals. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on, my friend? What are your thoughts about this uh, this Jets game, these Cardinals? How are you feeling about Sam Darnold being out and Joe Flacco being in? You know, it's really scary where you're in a spot where you're going against the Arizona Cardinals and you're going, uh-oh, we're in trouble. This is not a franchise that people are normally scared of or threatened of, but the Jets really got to look at the Cardinals and think, man, we're just getting overpowered at just about both sides of the ball here. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and I, I, it's a situation. Go ahead. And and the Cardinals, the Cardinals, I mean, you know, they got Kyler Murray. He's a new guy. He is not the a prototypical quarterback, right? He's got a, he, you know, his size is a little weird. He probably runs more than, than a lot of quarterbacks generally do. So, but guess what? The Cardinals have figured out a way to make him work. He is the centerpiece yeah. of the offense. Despite that, he's a, you know, he's a little different. He's a little out there, but they're making him work. He's looking good. People are excited. And, and then you look at Darnold, who is, is more traditional style, right? Like he's a little taller. He's a little, a little slower. Supposedly he has like a stronger arm. And the Jets can't figure this guy out. They can't figure out an offense that he likes. They can't get players around him that he has good chemistry with. They have no – you know, the Jets aren't any closer to knowing – what offense does this guy work with? No idea. Mm-hmm. With with Gates, the, yeah. the offensive coordinator, who the only reason he got this job was fixed Arnold. He's even worse than he was before Gates got here. I exactly. mean, it's just disaster, disaster. Yeah, and it, it, I, I'm really insane. sick of Douglas. Go ahead, man. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could go into it, you know, and you're bringing the fire right now, and I hear you. I, you know, we've had so many people call in and say the exact same thing, that Sam looks worse than he did last year. You know, he looks worse than he did than when he was in Jeremy Bates' offense, and you were brought here to work with him and, you know, help him along, and he's supposed to be ascending, and your coaching and your nonsense is making it worse, especially when we're hearing things like, you know, out of his own mouth, that he cannot audible out of plays. That's ridiculous. He's in the third year in the offense. He can't come to the line There's and see a, some things, yeah. diagnose it, and change it. That's ridiculous. And, and that's the scary part because it's the third year now. And now this yeah. is the point where, you know, every year that a quarterback is in the NFL, they're picking up, you know, they're, they're getting knowledge. They're picking up quirks. They change. As a rookie, you know, you don't know any better. You're throwing the ball out there, and you're seeing guys who just started this season, like Herbert and Burroughs, they don't know any better to be afraid which place is their advantage. They're just throwing the ball out there, and, hey, you know what? Sometimes guys catch the ball. But Darnold has been hit so many times that he cannot go out there and, you know, be like, hey, you know, I don't mind. He's been hit enough times to know, damn, I don't want to get hit. So he has to play naturally. He starts playing more afraid. I don't blame the man, yeah. but that's what happens. And when a quarterback yeah. plays afraid, they almost never come back. This is what happened yeah. to Bledsoe with the Patriots. Before Brady got there, Bledsoe was awesome. But what happened to Bledsoe? He started taking some scary hits. And after mm-hmm. Bledsoe took a couple of nasty hits, I think he missed a few weeks at one point, he started playing mm-hmm. scared because he was like, uh-oh. The next hit could be my last one. 
And guess what? That's yeah. exactly what happened. He got hit, and history <laughs> has been changed forever since then. So, and I see yeah, that happening you know, with Donald. It, it, He's starting to play scared. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's crazy. I said the exact same thing, and, and some people were like, no, Joe, that doesn't make sense. You're bringing the fire right now. I told people, I said, listen, when you put quarterbacks in situations where they're taking shots, you know, usually two things happen. Either one, they end up with a lot of injuries like Andrew Luck. They, you know, Andrew Luck retired early. He said, no, my body doesn't feel good. I'm tired of rehabbing. I'm out of here. But the other thing mm-hmm. that happens is when they get shell-shocked, and that's exactly what you were talking about. But the example that I used was David was Carr. Remember Carr with the Texans? He took a bunch of shots and was just never the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would come out, and he would see pass rushers that were not there. He would see ghosts, like guys that were supposedly coming for him that were never in tape. He was so erratic and so scared and so skittish that he would just throw the ball right as it would get hiked because he was so used to having to just chuck the ball out of there so he wouldn't take shots. And you're bringing, you're bringing the fire right now, man, because you're talking about everything that I've talked about as well, particularly, you know, with our offensive line looking the way that it does with Beckton, especially being out because of the shoulder injury. But when you talk about some of these guys on the playmaker, we're looking like right now we're going to get Le'Veon Bell back. Do you think Le'Veon will be utilized in this game against the Cardinals? Do you think that Gaze will make an effort to make sure that Le'Veon gets the ball in his hands if he does play? Um, I I would put the chance of that at 1%. I mean, it would really need to be a miracle at this point for Gaze to decide all of a sudden magically, hey, Bell is this great guy that we should start using. Um, if that's so out of character for Gaze, um, this season is, is at a point where, like, who cares? You know, it doesn't matter if Bell plays great. That, that doesn't guarantee that Gaze or even Bell is going to stay even if magically Bell has a good game. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense, um, you know. Uh, and see, here's the thing with the Bell trade, right? So the Bell, or picking a Bell, uh, was it was a little risky. Um, and the Steelers, when Bell started, you know, chirping about, hey, I'm going to need some more money, I'm not sure if I'm, I really like this organization, the Steelers didn't even hesitate. They said, okay, walk, man, see ya. They didn't even blink. And that shows you how good the Steelers are at evaluating players. Now, they respected Bell as a player, but they knew, hey, we got this Connor guy. He's fine. He'll be mm-hmm. just as good. And now Bell thought that he was all that, that he was, oh, man, I'm a great running back. I'm a superstar. Well, now he's on the Jets. And on the Jets, you don't have any help. There's nobody to help you. If, if you get the ball and you're running, it's just all you by yourself. And now Bell is, Bell is seeing that he's not a great running back. He's a good running back, but he's not a great because he well, is getting killed back. This is the worst year of his career. Now, Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, maybe Emmett Smith, you know, the all-time greats, yes, they would be, you know, getting some production on the Jets. But if you're less than mm-hmm. great, you're not doing anything on this team. Forget it. There's nobody to help you. <laughs> How concerned are you going to the defensive side of the ball? How concerned are you with their matchup with their wide receivers and the weapons that they have with our secondary? I mean, could you see Desir just giving up, you know, 100-plus yards to DeAndre Hopkins easily? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord almighty. There's nobody to put on DeAndre. I mean, just nobody. I mean, you put Desir, you put anybody else, they're going to get smoked. And this has been a problem since Revis left, that we're still trying to figure out what the hell this secondary is. I mean, we're talking like three head coaches down the line and three GMs 
Uh, and the Jets still have no secondary. You, you know, they're getting destroyed, obliterated uh, uh, against everybody, against everybody. You know, you know at least twice a game you're giving up a three and long. At least twice a game mm-hmm. they're converting some stupid third and 15 on a run. Oh, yep, they got it. I mean, or, or yeah. anything. It could be a short pass and it turns into 20 yards. So this has been a continuous problem for the Jets uh, really since Revis left. I don't know if he put a, a curse on the corner but, I mean, it has been a big problem. And anybody the Jets have drafted on defense, nine times out of ten, it has been a bust. They have been – if we're lucky, they can be a starter on the team, but they're never that superstar guy. I mean, I'm still, I'm still angry about Leonard Williams. I mean, come on, man. You know, and yeah. just, you, can, you can rattle off nine, ten guys over the last three years. So, even though we've had some defensive coaches come in here, um, the ability to evaluate defensive talent has been has been absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. How concerned are you about Kyler Murray's mobility? Because that's the thing I think is going to burn us as well. The fact that, that guy can get out the pocket and take off, I think is going to hurt us early and often. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, he might, you know, I, I think you might not need to be worried about his run so much because I think he's going to have a great time passing the ball, unfortunately. Um, but if he needs to run, he definitely has that. And, you know, with Jamal mm-hmm. Adams being gone, now you really have to be worried. I mean, if, if Jamal yeah. Adams is here, um, and, you know, that circumstance is out of the Jets' control for, for in a lot of ways, so I'm not going to dock him for that. But that's really where Jamal Adams would really shine in a game like this, right? Okay, hey, if he starts to run, we know Jamal Adams can get on him and hit him hard at least. Um, but the Jets don't yeah. have that. So, I mean, they're really, they're really in trouble. Um, you know, I think the Cardinals are really going to have their, their pick of how they want to win, whether Car- Kyler runs, whether the Hopkins uh, burns the secondary, or they just run the ball and control the clock. Um, this is going to be a, a feast for the Cardinals in their tough division. This is this is the game. Yeah, yeah. So for for yeah, you, yeah. Uh, what is their so final score prediction for this game against the Cardinals? Um, I think Cardinals are going to score 34 points. And they're going to score most of those points in the first half. Wow. No, that is wow. hard. Wow, great call from that caller. He actually brought the fire early. It was absolutely insane. It was good to hear from him. I'm going to keep going with the calls in a second, but we're going to get to the chat because the Savages are going crazy in the chat. You know what I'm saying? They're just absolutely going after. Salute to all of you. Salute to the angry Buffalo sports fan as well. He's going nuts in the chat. But also salute to Jesse Hill. Jesse Hill in the chat says, man, the Jets will make you drink. Hey, listen, I'm not a big – I'm not a drinker, but – I have I have friends that are big time Jets fans, and they say the Jets just <laughs> put them in a bad mood every single time after a game, and you know they end up having a couple. <laughs> it's just it's just completely ridiculous the way that this team is looking, man. But I'm gonna get from the chat. I'm gonna go back to these callers nine one seven nine one seven. We're coming to you. I want to get your thoughts on this upcoming Jets game against the Cardinals. Hey LBJ, what's going on? What's going on, my man? How are you feeling about this uh, this Jets Cardinals game? Flacco is in, Sam Darnold's out. How are you feeling about this quarterback position? Oh man, it's horrible, man. I don't know what to say. It's, it's going to be a thrashing this this week, man. 
there's no there's no bright sides, man. There's no bright sides to this game. <laughs> so yeah. when you I, I know I know you think it's gonna be a thrashing. A lot of a lot of fans are feeling the exact same way. I understand it. Uh, when you look at this situation, though, it looks like we might get Le'Veon Bell back this week if he does play in this game. What are you expecting out of him, man? Do you expect Adam Gates to utilize him effectively or? Oh, my God. We had Le'Veon for a year and a half. Like, him coming to play. Like, him coming back is going to make a difference. We seen for a year and a half what's going to happen. It doesn't matter if Le'Veon's back. I saw, I saw last year when it was three, three years, three uh, rushes, three yard rushes and stuff like that. Adam Gates is going to do the same thing, man. <laughs> crazy. Oh. Man, Yo, you but know. I got a question for you, Joe. I got a question for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you think at some time the Jets should look into bringing, um, at least in the defensive coaching, maybe Bart Scott and um, Antonio Cromartie just to just to help these guys get up to speed? Because I see these guys talk a lot, and they seem like they mm-hmm. know what these players are going through. So don't you think it would be smart for the organization to say, hey, let's bring in some of these past guys and just teach these young guys how to get things going and what to look yeah. for and well, how to keep your head above water? Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be necessarily against that. Again, just because you're a good player, though, or a good player in the past doesn't always mean that you're going to be a good coach. But I do know that, like, Camardi has – I think he's coaching young kids right now. I want to say he – at least I've seen in the past that he was working with college uh, athletes. Um, he was working mm-hmm. on, you know, the fundamentals with them and different things like that. I think he did have a coaching clinic. I know that Bart Scott – I've talked, you know, from time to time about – uh, coaching guys, yeah, you know, if you can bring these young guys in and, or bring those older guys in, excuse me, and help motivate uh, this team, I guess, I guess that would be a look. But we've had former Jets on the on the coaching staff before. Marvin Jones, remember the the second year where our defense was terrible, uh, you know, with uh, yeah. with um uh, the, the the second year of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick when our defense was really oh, bad. God. Hey, look. You know, Marvin Jones was working with guys. I know Pepper Johnson was on that that year. Yeah, uh, I think Pepper yeah. Johnson was on the roster too, and he left. And he was <laughs> he yeah. was trying to tell Todd Bowles and all those guys, listen, there's things need to change. And they used to laugh at him. And there's an article yeah. <laughs> out where he yeah. talked about it. He talked about it with media personnel. So it's like, man, you know, there, there's some issues there. But I mean, bringing bringing old Jets back to help work with certain guys, I think would be decent. But you, you know. There's some issues here. There's some issues talent-wise, but there's also some issues with the calls. Um, you know, let's 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 talk about the defense because you talked about the secondary, particularly this cornerback position is looking horrific. It's looking pretty yeah, bad. It's, you know, and, and I'm looking at it and I'm saying, how do you feel about this matchup with Hopkins? I mean, how how would you even would you double him? Would you allow Desir to be on him single man? I mean, what would you do to try to slow this guy down? Oh my God, there's nothing. Desir can't do anything. So even if you double Hopkins, he's just that good of a player that he could. It, it's it's nothing the yeah. Jets could do. They they're gonna be running around free. They're, it's gonna be a practice for. Our, the Cardinals, man. It's going to be like going against practice, the practice team, or their second, their oh, second um squad at this point. <laughs> That's what the Jets are made of. They're just made out of, you know, a second, second. They're like the practice squad right now. 
not even that good to to be confident. <laughs> tell me, Joe, I want to ask you, tell me one bright spot <laughs> that you see on the team. <laughs> there's no, there's no the bright spot. Well, I can't. I can't you know, say. Okay. I can't say it's the nigga. I can't say no. I can't say anybody because nobody's on the field. This this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's just so tough to root for this team, and I want to so bad, but the talent that they have is just not not up to par at this point. And 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 it's everybody says Adam Gase, but it's also Joe Douglas too. He has a hand in this, and he could have he could have got this put together a lot better for for yeah. you, this coming season. Yeah, you know you know what's crazy and I brought that up as well, you know, in in in, in videos or you know, various parts of my content where I say, "Listen, Adam Gaze is a terrible coach. We all know that." But yep. when are we going to start to look at Joe Douglas though? Because there's some things that Joe Douglas could have done that he did not do. I remember we were talking about it before going into the off season. We all said to yeah. ourselves, "Hey, there's a need at wide receiver." There's a need along the offensive line. We need to figure this stuff out. And you go into the draft where there's various great wide receivers, and you only come out of that draft with one wide receiver, and then you draft okay. again. I'm not bashing Joe Douglas. I'm just bringing up facts. You brought you mm-hmm. drafted a quarterback in the, in the fourth round that we have yet to like see anything. Like, yeah, and, and, and can and, you and, say that quarterback, the backup quarterback, was more of a need over wide receiver or pass rush yeah. or any of these other issues that we had? I mean, no, I don't know. And even going into the season when we had so many guys injured as well, we had a lot of guys injured. It's like, okay, well, if you look at this wide receiver court and it's decimated by injuries, how do you not go out and sign, you know, some of these guys that were out here? Muhammad Sanu was out there. All these guys out there, you just yeah. kind of stood pat and you kept these guys. And especially when you yeah. met a guy like Robbie Anderson, though, it's like, you know, you bring in Perryman, I mean – that's the crazy part because in the fourth round you pick the backup quarterback when you definitely told Sam Donald parents that you're going to protect their child that you're going to build around him and then you give him no weapons either Adam yeah. Gates has a has a has him blackmailed because it seems like you know it's just Adam Gates picking these places it doesn't seem like Douglas has a has a voice in the room at all because everything Adam Gates wants, it seems like Douglas just goes out and gets it because it doesn't it doesn't seem like he's picking any players. It seems like Gates is saying, Hey, I want this. Okay, so let me get that for you. And that's that's how it's going down. Because there were so yeah. many free agents out there that you could have looked at, you know, the pass rusher from the Jaguars that that got traded for a fourth or a third round pick. These, it's just ridiculous to not kick the tires. And Joe Douglas always talk about kicking tires on all these players, and he never kicks the tires on anybody else. He just wants to get rid of yeah. all his players and and don't bring in anybody. And if you do, he's bringing yeah. you in for a one year deal. And and this is what we're getting: <laughs> one year players that's that's playing like crap right now. They're not going to be here talk next year. They don't even talk care about, about this season. Talk about. Let me tell you something, and this is something we're going to be talking about this upcoming offseason, is the mirage, right, the mirage of this team, mm-hmm. because a lot of mm-hmm. people think that some of these players that are here right now are going to be here for, you know, two, three years to those situations of field. Oh, no, there's a lot of guys on one-year deals. 
A lot of yeah, them. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. When they're gone, you got to fill their, their spot with somebody. With somebody. Yeah. So all of you that are screaming for Trevor Lawrence, right, and when you want to lo- use that pick, guess what? There could be an opening at corner. There could be an opening at outside linebacker because Jordan Jenkins is on a one-year deal as well. There's yeah. very wide receiver, but Rob Perryman, one-year deal. You know, even though, you know, these guys, I mean, Jordan Jenkins is playing okay. Pierre Desir is trash. Uh, Perryman, is, yeah. is, he's, you know, in, but these are guys that Perryman those are just bodies make there. Make when they're gone, the you don't have yeah. nobody. And, and so, uh, there's a morale. Yeah, if we still try to... <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is this is crazy. You don't know you don't know what any player that you drafted look like. Piran's out there, but you're not giving him the ball. You might as well at this point, the season's over. Put them in and see yeah. what you got there. You know, it, it, you know it, it's seven. Yeah, it's five it, it's just, the season's over. <laughs> Oh my goodness! This is this, this and, and is just, just look at look at Quentin Williams. I would have pre- I would have preferred the Josh Allen guy from the Jaguar, the the pass rusher from there. If we we're dealing with this, I'd rather deal with the Josh Allen from the Jaguars. So this just yeah. is crazy. Yeah, give me give me your final score prediction for the game, man. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna be more reasonable. I think it's gonna be thirty to nine. 12 the most in Cardinals. I think the Cardinals going to take it. But I think every okay. point is just going to be field goals. I think Fick is going to have to be have a good leg. So I think it's going to be 9 or 12. The Jets are going to yeah. get no more. All than right, that. well, you have, a, <laughs> you have a good night, man. I want to thank you for calling in. No problem. Have a good night, Joe. Have a good one. And listen, there's a lot of Jets fans that are upset. Upset with the situation. I understand it. They're calling it how they're seeing it. They're looking at this team and they're going, there's a lot of issues. And again, you know, some of the issues on this team, it just doesn't sit squarely in the lap. Adam Gaze. Oh, no. There's some issues that have been, you know, kind of created by Joe Douglas as well. Him not moving for certain guys. You want to let Robbie go. That's fine. But you got to replace that lack of talent. You know, again, we had a lack of talent at wide receiver, period. You got to get the guys in here to really fill that 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 space up. Because if you don't, then we're going to look kind of how we look. You know, and there's there's issues. There's, you can call Joe Douglas out on certain things. And that's one of the things that, you know, I looked at and I was trying to tell people, listen, I like Joe Douglas. I'm not banging it. Uh, I'm not bashing him. I'm not banging on his drafts. I'm not doing that. But I am saying, listen, there were some holes there, and you needed to fill them with, you know, players that can come in and play. And I don't know if we necessarily did that. So I'm going to keep on going on with the, <laughs> going on with the show. Uh, first, I'm going to get to the chat really quickly. I'm going to come back to the callers in a second. But the chat, Jersey Dude in the chat, yo, salute to you, Jersey Dude. Jersey Dude says, I'm exhausted of the Jets, so sick of the incompetence. Look, I hear you. I hear you. Especially when you're allowing Adam Gaze to stay on your you know, football team as a head coach after seeing what you've seen from him. That's completely ridiculous. That's completely ridiculous. It's just it's just insane. But I'm going to get back to these callers. 904, I'm coming to you. 904, let me know what your thoughts are about this upcoming game against the Cardinals as a Jets fan. Nine zero four, it's your time, man. Let me know how you're feeling about this uh, this Jets team. Darnold out, gate or Darnold is out, or Flacco is in. How are you feeling about that? Hey, what's going on, Joe? It's Chris from Florida. I just want to tell my Jets fans, don't worry, man. The season 
is still going, and we're going to have football next year at least, hopefully with no Adam Gates. How do I feel about the How do I feel about the uh, Joe Flacco thing? Well, I know this is going to sound harsh, but I really hope that you know it doesn't go well for Flacco, mainly because I don't mm. mean to be bad for his career, but it's just how much more do we have to show this franchise ownership? That this guy's gotta go. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The fact that Adam Gase is still hired and the and and Bill O'Brien is gone. How do you explain that to me? I couldn't even predict that. I could have predicted the lottery numbers better than this. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's completely insane. And you know, I I talked about that as well. The fact that you watch the Texans look at the situation and go, "Whoa, wait a second. This guy here, Bill O'Brien, is doing some things that could cause irreversible damage to our franchise and irreversible damage to our franchise quarterback. We we get we're making a change. We're not standing pat. We're not going to wait. We're not going to wait for him to do something more to really put us in a situation where we're done. Oh, no, 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 no. You're out of here, Bill O'Brien, and we're, we're getting you out of here as soon as possible. And they fired him. Now, why the Jets don't do that? I have no clue whatsoever. Because when you look at the situation with Adam Gates, hell, most media pundits, they're sitting around saying, how is this guy still hired? How does he still yeah. have a job? But again, that lends to the incompetence of Chris Johnson and Woody Johnson. It leads to the incompetence of our ownership completely ridiculous but I want to get to the defensive side of the ball with you for a second man when you look at Kyler Murray how concerned are you with us you know dealing with him as far as his mobility his arm strength are you concerned that he'll get outside the pocket and really extend plays and be able to make plays you know just launching us and torching us getting from outside that pocket and just throwing the ball down the field oh yeah I mean I can only look at Kyle uh Kyler Murray as just uh, a shorter Josh Allen, but with actual accuracy. So this kid's going to run around this defense, especially since, you know, we've got to not only deal with Fitzpatrick, who is a a, a future Hall of Famer, of course, um, but we got to deal with Hopkins. And, you know, how can, how can we possibly deal with this when our secondary is just awful? You know, you hope Quentin Williams has a good game. But knowing that Kyler Murray is a very mobile quarterback, and we only have and we only have one real high driving tank in the center of the of the defensive line, you know all Kyler Murray's got to do is juke a little bit, juke a little move, you know, dodge Jenkins who may or may not even play, we don't know, and there you go, then multiple first downs, and I I really think the Cardinals are going to just drive the drive all the way to the red zone. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that's tough. I mean. You look at this situation, I'm I'm worried too. I'm really worried about that, especially like you said as well, with the matchup with Hopkins. I mean, it's just a complete mess. This guy is an elite wide receiver in the league, and our secondary, especially Pierre Desir, has looked very bad. Uh, you know, Bless Austin may be out there. He's questionable. If he is out there, we still got to wonder, hey, you know, how much how much is that injury going to affect him in his play? So, there's issues. What do you What do you think you're going to We're going to get out of Quentin Williams in this game, though. What are you expecting from him? Well, I, again, I feel like Quentin Williams will be the main focus on this defense, no matter what, right now. Um, mainly because uh, obviously we're hoping Marcus May would will take a very strong move as far as uh, being mm-hmm. a strong safety. Um, but hopefully, Quentin Williams. I'm hoping he will really try to uh, bust through that offensive line and at least. I'm I'm hoping for at least two sacks 
uh, from Quinn Williams, which will be a, a big help, especially if it's if he can bring it down during a third and a third and long, if possible. You know, but again, that's, yeah. the, the yeah. question is how well can this defense keep Kyler Murray in the pocket? Because we've been noticing a lot with the past two games that the that the Cardinals, the Kyler Murray has kind of been struggling with his passing. Uh, so long as they've kept mm-hmm. him in the pocket. But if you let yeah. him open, you know, if he doesn't see an opening, he's competent enough to say, hey, I'll just duke a couple of players and run to the first down, even if it's just in the very first yard. So, like I said, I, I really hope uh, Quentin Williams does, you know, bring in the heat, especially during a third and long, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. But I want to get your final I, thoughts about this, you know. Go ahead. Well, I have a question for you. I was curious because you brought up coaching. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's consider the situation that the Jets are – we're now at free agent. We're now at the end of the season, and we fired, you know, Adam Gase. My question is to you, what do you believe the Jets as a franchise needs to do to attract the best coach because we've all ever, because not only do we have to deal with other franchises who are um, also predict, predictably losing head coaches uh, and have openings, but you have to understand that their situation is much different than ours. Yeah. People will predict that we have the first round pick, but look at how we've been run. Look at the, you know, the presentation we've been putting out there, you know, what yeah. do you feel like the franchise should be doing to try and attract that top coach? to say, hey, yeah. you that, should come here and bring us a Super Bowl? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, for me, I think what we need to do as a franchise is allow the coaching candidates to know that Joe Douglas is the guy that's in charge and let the Johnsons just step back. Um, if we, We've hired Joe Douglas. Uh, we've you know, brought him in as our general manager, so he should be the guy making decisions. The coaching candidate needs to know that the Johnsons will not be involved in the football stuff. They need to get out of that. And I think that's one of the biggest problems on this football team is the, or in the history of the team since they, even since they owned it, is they love to try to, you know, mingle and, and try to mess around with the football stuff, and they don't know what they're doing. I mean, Agreed. It's, it's obvious that they don't know what they're doing. I mean, okay, look at the situation we're in now, right? Look, look at how they handled the situation with Mike McCagney. Garbage GM, we all knew it. They didn't do, you know, what they needed to do. They weren't paying attention or asleep at the wheel. They let this guy have a full free agency and draft, and then they fired him. Mm-hmm. And this was after Chris Johnson hiring Adam Gase. That, that's yeah. insane. Like, you should and, not be involved in the football decisions, my man. You should not and do that's that. Why I uh, they need and that's let, why I worry. They need to let people – they need to let the football guys make football decisions – and they do not need to be involved in football decisions. And, but I don't think that we're as uh, unattractive as some may believe that we are because mm-hmm. we have three things, right? We have a franchise QB. We, be, we, we pretty much all believe that Sam is a franchise quarterback. Even if you don't, True. you can't really say that he's not because we haven't put him in a situation to be successful. No, no quarterback would be successful in this situation, right? So we have a young franchise talented QB. That's one thing, right? Two, we have lots of draft picks, especially since that trade by, you know, we got rid of Jamal Adams. We got, what, two first, I think, in the next – or four first-round picks in the next two years or something like that. And we also have, you know, some solid uh, uh, mid-round picks as well from that trade. Three, we got a lot of capital coming back as far as our cap. 
because yeah. we're going to get a, quite a bit of money. Now, again, it depends on how the situation with the railroad plays out because, again, no fans going to the stadium is going to cut things out. But those three things alone will attract head coaches. Hell, just, just Sam Darnold by himself wanted, you know, Mike McCarthy wanted to come here simply to be, you know, to work with Sam Darnold. That's all no. he wanted. Yeah. So, so, you know, there's things yeah. that can attract the coaching, but I think, uh, and you hit the nail on the head when you talked about the circus atmosphere, the bad ownership, exactly. the nonsense that will push away and drive away a uh, head coaching candidate. So that was, that was a very good to go to uh, take by you. Who wouldn't want to go to Houston and play with Watson or yeah. who wouldn't want to go to the Falcons and play for, and play with, uh, you know, Matty ice and all that. That's, that's what I'm wondering. So yeah. I think, in my opinion, I think you brought greater points. And I think what the Johnson should really do is they should go to Joe Douglas and say, hey, here's a blank check. Go do your research with your team and you give and you fill out this check for whoever you think is the best. And we'll just stand from the sidelines and watch. That's what the Johnson family yeah. should really do. I agree with yeah. you 100%. We've already got some really good fishing bait. So we should just let the GM, how it should be done, the GM find his coach. Especially, yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah, and you know, and yeah, yeah that, that that's that's my thing. It's just like I, you know, I I think we're a little bit more attractive than others. But again, and you brought up a great point: is the circus atmosphere that stuff? Especially when you have uh, meddling owners that don't know what they're doing. Uh, that stuff mm-hmm. will definitely drive a coach away. But my final question for you is: What is your score prediction for this game against the Cardinals, man? I'm really scared because I, I, I do feel like what if Adam Gase is actually a a good coach but only with people with massively long years of experience. So I'm going to put this, and I'm mad that I say this, I think Flacco will, pretty, will do pretty well with this system. And I'm going to say it's going to be a close game, 14, 14 to 6, hopefully. Mm. 14 to 6 Jets? Yeah. 14 I, I'm to 6 Jets, okay. I okay, you got the Jets winning fourteen to six. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just I'm scared that Adam Gates will show that maybe it was because Peyton Manning had experience in the NFL and so many years that he finally understood he could understand the playbook that Adam Gates has, has and maybe Flacco will be the next one. I'm hoping I'm kind of wrong, but I don't know. This is this is a real good question we could be asking us as fans. It's like, you know, he didn't do well with a young uh, Ryan Tannehill, but he did so particularly what the words was that he did well with the Peyton Manning. So what if it was he can't handle young, fresh talent? He can only handle experienced, already, you know, aged talent. This is a question I wonder sometimes. But we'll we'll see it this Sunday, you know, so – you know, no matter what, man, go Jets. I love it. And thank you so much for your show, man. And keep up the support with, you know, breast cancer awareness. We're all we're all praying yeah. for you guys out there. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, again, you have a good night, man. Thank you for calling in. You as well. Go Jets. Ooh, Chris, let me tell you something. Chris calling in. Spark the fire right there. He, he's taking the Jets. He's taking the Jets to beat the Cardinals. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know what I'm saying? He's letting it be known. That's how he's feeling. But I'm going to get back to the college as well. I'm going to keep going with the college. But before I get get right back to the college, we're going to go to chat really quickly. Tyler Journaling in the chat says, Gaze doesn't utilize Bell, so we're screwed either way. Look, Tyler, I hear you. I hear you there. We're looking to see what happens there. 
you know, if if Bell does play, I need to see that guy, you know, get the ball in his hands. But we're going to go to 347, 347 really quickly. Let me know your thoughts about this upcoming game against the Cardinals. Hey, Joe, how's it going? What's going on? How, how are you doing today? Listen, I'm sorry. Earlier, what happened was while I was waiting while listening to the other callers in your show, I was Googling Adam Gase, offensive genius, and my phone caught a virus. <laughs> and that's why when you were trying to talk to me, I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. <laughs> so I apologize for that. <laughs> it's all you know. It's all good, man. I figured you just chucked your phone off the off the bridge. You were just tired of it. You were just tired of it. You just chucked your phone and all oh, the hell with it. <laughs> I'm tired of this team. Get rid of this. I'm tired of it all. But I want to get your thoughts really quickly uh, on this game. You look at this situation. Sam Darnold is out uh, dealing with that shoulder injury. Joe Flacco's in. Uh, how do you feel like this offense will perform under Flacco? Well, the last caller, Chris from Florida, I'm going to remember that, by the way, because tomorrow when everything that he thinks is going to happen doesn't, I'm going to be just, you know, whatever. But here's the thing, right? Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, right? And so he's here now. And maybe maybe that last caller was right. Maybe an older man, an older quarterback, an older player can understand what mm-hmm. uh, Adam Gates is trying to do. But here's the problem. The defense that everybody watching at home is, knows what Adam Gates wants to do. So, <laughs> and then, and then the, the other thing that, that I took away from his prediction was he said 14 to six, right? Does he not mm-hmm. know that Perriman is our cornerback? Uh, so... <laughs> Are you are, are you just all of a sudden made made Perriman into Darrell Rebus from 2009? No. You mean Pierre I, I really Desir, yeah. Desir, I'm sorry. You, you see, I'm I'm all, I'm all disoriented talking about it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll okay. get through it. I understand. You're you're angry. I get it. You're you're ready to bring but, it to people. Look, I understand. You know. Go ahead. But real quick. Here's a funny history, a little history lesson, which you probably know this because every time I talk to you about something with the Jets, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I, I think I stumped him, but you know everything. But <laughs> now that we're playing Arizona, right? Back yeah. when we took Sam Darnold in the draft, we all thought, the whole world thought that Sam Darnold was going number one to Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So our depth chart all of a sudden was like, okay, there's Josh Allen, there's Baker Mayfield, and there's Josh Rosen. Right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. of all those quarterbacks, the worst one obviously is Josh Rosen, and that was going to be the guy that Mike McCagney was going to take. Do you think it was Sam Josh Donald, Rosen? No, I know it was Josh Rosen because they said it in an interview afterwards. Yeah. They saw yeah. that Baker Mayfield was selected by Cleveland. The paper that they submitted to uh. The, to Roger Goodell with the, with the draft pick had Josh Wilson X'd out and Sam Darnold was written over the top because they couldn't believe they were still there. So yeah. it's hilarious. I know, I know initially how, how, they were looking at, at Baker Mayfield too. Initially, Baker Mayfield was going to be one of their targeted guys um, because right. there was – and there was a lot of talk pre-draft as well that he was interested in uh, Josh Allen. There was a lot of talk about that as well. Right. And at the end of the day, the Jets being the Jets, we were going to take Josh Rosen. So imagine right now, 
a football team ran by Adam Gates with Josh Rosen <sighs> as the franchise quarterback. So, so to Whoa. all the Jets fans out there, the ones that are listening to us right now, things could be worse. Okay. <laughs> so, but uh, but moving us moving aside from that. What people need to understand is this. This is our guy, okay? Sam Darnold is our guy. He is not given the opportunity to succeed here. You know why Josh Allen is doing great over there in Buffalo? Because they put weapons around them. They have a top-five defense. They gave him all the opportunity to succeed. And guess what? They're 4-0. And they're probably going to be 5-0 after this week is over. So when you give your franchise quarterback an opportunity to succeed, and he takes it, what else, what else could you ask for? When you're here yeah, in yeah. New York, and it's like, let's give away the stuff that works. Robbie out? Uh, yeah, get rid of him. Uh, bring in the yeah. other guys. You know, like, doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it doesn't. Le'Veon yeah, Bell, it, it absolutely it, doesn't. But re- really quickly, I'm sorry, really quickly, because we're, we're going to yeah. run out of time really soon. But I, I want to get your final prediction uh, for, this, for this game. Give me your final score. Uh, okay, sorry, Chris from Florida, but this is going to be uh, 30 to maybe 9. And, and I bet you that the 9, the, the last field goal that we kick, it'll be 4th and 1 at like the 5-yard line. And Adam, <laughs> instead of going for it, is just going to say kick a field goal. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Please call in the next time on our stream. You have a good night. You too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh man, listen, he called in with the fire. Uh we're you know, we're we're coming to the end of the show here, folks. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening, no matter where you're listening to me from. Uh so my final score prediction. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this situation with the Jets right now and you know we're we're banged up at wide receiver. You know, if Le'Veon plays, I'm still wondering how Adam Gage is gonna utilize him. This offensive line does not look good without Beckton. It didn't look good in Denver, with uh, you know, against Denver, excuse me, without Beckton. You look at us defensively, oh, boy, this matchup with Hopkins and Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald just, it just boggles my mind. I don't think we'll be able to cover, you know, those guys, at least not, you know, uh, at least not Hopkins by itself. So I'm guessing we'll double Hopkins and take our chances with Kirk and Fitzgerald, but those guys are still solid, so. In this game, I have the Jets losing to the Cardinals. Jets losing to the Cardinals, 37 to three. 37 to three. I'm taking the Cardinals. I, that's who I'm taking. So it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> they're just you know, I, I'm just absolutely taking the Cardinals in this football game. So I want to thank you folks for watching. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe. Like that page, my content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. Uh, you know, also leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at youngj 0 three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me, you know, in, in, the, in the comments, no issues. I will troll you right back. I'm also on Twitter as well. Uh, the show's page is the Long Beach Joe. I'm also on YouTube as well at youngj 0 youngj 0 on YouTube. I also have the Long Beach Joe Jets. Uh, Long Beach Joe Jets as well on YouTube. And as always, folks, when you see me in person, it's arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs, they'll cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you, folks, for listening. You folks have a good day.